0: For more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie forward slash podcasts. Picking
1: up on uh, some of our conversations from yesterday morning, front page of the Echo Day Today talks about the Cost of Living March on the seventeenth of September. It's a campaign that's united opposition TDs, anti-poverty campaigners, housing campaigners, students' unions, trade unionists, disability rights organisations, all sorts of groups have come together, and members of the public are being encouraged as well to be there to be in Cork City uh, at the grand parade. For the event on the 17th, um, I see a quote from Mick Barry this morning saying that with the shocking increases in price in gas and electricity uh, last week, it's time now that we should force people um, to take action. And it's a front page of making the echo saying people must protest. Very, very sadly, uh, Lisa Cash, aged 18, Little Chelsea, and uh, Christy Cawley, they'll be laid to rest on Friday. Together, a teenager who died with her eight-year-old twin brother and sister will be buried beside them. It's a story that makes the Red Tops today our angels together forever, and their mother is suffering very, very badly. Apparently, according to the front of the Star today, grieving mum uh, Margaret, uh, who was photographed—no, whether it's right or wrong, but that's what they do—photographed weeping at the vigil um, after um, you know many people came together to share their shock and grief. And I suppose anger as well. Um, Apparently, they say in the tabloids this morning that she keeps on saying, please get my kids back. She's in total and utter denial, the poor misfortune. She tries to get it together to prepare for their burial together on Friday. Papers this morning, um, coming back to, uh, you know, issues regarding, uh, you know, the cost of living and where we live today. Um, I don't know whether it's it's probably a good thing to give people some guidance as to how they can navigate through the winter others might find it patronizing the story making the independent this morning you know particularly and I suppose it you know i can see why it's important that elderly people should be told you know there is help available you know make sure you're claiming all of the right benefits such as electricity gas and fuel allowances but who is an elderly person wants to be told at that stage of their life um, that, you know, you've got a thinner layer of fat under your skin. It'll make you more susceptible to cold, so you need to wear more clothing across the winter. Um, you know, that's, that's the way we're living these days. And, of course, much of it, of course, can be directly traced back to Putin and Russia. And and everybody's touchy-feely about that, but that's the elephant in the room here. Uh, The advice now is to wear thermal underwear during the winter. Opt for several layers of light clothing instead of one thick layer of clothing. Uh, They're also saying the advice from the HSE to elderly people, particularly those with a medical condition or a long-term illness, is to make sure you have at least one hot meal a day. And if you haven't got the money for it, I suppose, or can't uh, cook it or want to keep the bills down, and the cooker off, then get in touch with Meals on Wheels in your area. Oh, and by the way, have hot drinks throughout the day. This is a story in The uh, Independent today. I can understand the value of it, um, but I I hate having to see it, I suppose. During the day, walk around the house regularly. And if there's difficulty with walking, wiggle your toes and fingers while sitting. Yes. Here we are in 2022, in the world we're living in. And energy companies then making so much profit, and we're telling the elderly to wiggle your toes if you can't walk around. Uh, Get vaccinated. Get your flu injection, stuff like that. Turn down the heating. Check the house then to see if there's any kind of leaky seals in the windows. And I'm assuming they're saying that the elderly can afford triple glazing as well as everything else like that. Oh, and and by the way, uh, I suppose... The Independent isn't saying this, I'm saying, that, saying this. If all else fails, go to the library or go to a public museum because they're always toasty warm. Isn't it shocking? That's, that's why the Mail this morning says that it's worse than living in the 1970s. Remember the back end of the 70s? Um, I don't know how much attention I was paying to news stories back then, but I do recall the fuel crisis when everybody was literally queuing to get into petrol stations, to get petrol... Uh, we haven't really had that. It's not as if we were short of it. It was just the ridiculous price of it. It was a shortage at the time. And if you knew a nurse back in the late 70s, you were laughing because they had special dispensation, nurses and doctors. They could get more petrol at the time, if I remember correctly, and didn't have to queue like everybody else. Um, more, more on people jumping queues in a few minutes' time, incidentally. But one of the things, that we're checking with Cork City Council this morning... Be worth checking with the county council as well. Uh, The mayor this morning says that Eamon Ryan has given local authorities the green light to consider whether or not they should keep the the Christmas lights off. Uh, Turn off the festive illuminations because electricity prices will continue to soar. So that's where we're at now, the Grinch who stole Christmas. Who's the Grinch? Is it Eamon Ryan or Putin or what the hell? Um, Anyway, councils may turn off Christmas lights this year as part of a nationwide effort to reduce energy consumption. So it could be a darker uh, Christmas without the lights on. Hopefully it doesn't come to that. Meanwhile, with regards to places to live, for tenants, they're now spending 50% more of their net income on rent according to threshold, which is pretty much half their wages now is going on rent alone before, say for instance, an energy bill or food is put on the table or a car is insured. And then at the same time, you know all the pledges for Ukrainians with regards to everybody wanting to help and give a home or a bedroom or whatever, 85% of them have fallen through. And of course I love the narrative involved in this where they say, ah, the reasons for it is that um, unsuitable um, owners were uncontactable um, many of the properties were in remote and rural areas but yet I spoke to people on air who had perfectly good homes holiday homes or rooms um, that had pledged them and were never contacted or were contacted once and nobody came back again so 85% of the properties uh, actually um, that were pledged uh, were never used it's a story making the Irish Times today and I'm interested in this one it is the story of a, a woman by the name of Sullivan O'Sullivan um, who entered 18 separate guilty pleas to charges of stealing goods from graves in graveyards and cemeteries i'm interested in it because we've dealt with this story on this program down through the years uh, and she stole and desecrated graves and according to the courts showed absolutely no empathy whatsoever for the consequences of her behaviors um, it's quite it's quite extraordinary because she was stealing there's one particular story of a family where she stole and desecrated the daughter's grave on three separate occasions. And what was she stealing? Well, she was taking things like ornaments, little ornamental barrels containing flowers. Um, and then she was taking rose bushes and she was taking white solar lanterns and flower pots and window boxes. When you added it all up, I think it came to something in the region of, what was the number? I had the, the figure for it earlier on this morning. Six, maybe 700 euro, I think was the, was the figure. But that's before the courts at the moment. And... um apparently she uh, the sentencing has been adjourned to December because they want to carry out probation reports and rightly so uh, but it's very very sad many of the families were shocked for a serious length of time until they eventually try to work out who was actually doing it and here, here's an interesting one you ought to be very careful who you're barring from your supermarket or your deli or your cafe um, because they're big spenders construction workers they drop a lot of dosh particularly at breakfast time uh, apparently there is um so you remember the days there was no no track suits um, and no runners? Well now there's a supermarket chain that's been criticized because they decided to ban any people that are wearing construction workwear from its eating areas. Um, I find that quite weird actually because it's almost saying that people working in construction are unhygienic or unclean. And that is not the case. And if I were in the construction industry, I'd be rather upset and annoyed about that. But the sign says we want to provide a clean dining area for all of our customers. To help us keep it that way, no construction workwear or tools are permitted in the in-store seating area. I understand maybe you don't want kango hammers, you know, parked up against the side of a table or whatever it is that they might use. But workwear, come on, give me a break. In all fairness, I mean, you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot, really, in this day and age, saying, you know, you can't come in here because you're working construction. I mean, in, 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 in one way, anyway, you're going to lose an awful lot of money of it. Because of it. But I don't know whether it's happening down here, but it's a story up the country. And I love that one where they were looking at the mail this morning. There's a story from Cork University College, UCC, where (laughs) they buried tea bags, right? They buried the old fashioned ones and then they buried these eco safe tea bags, apparently. They buried them out in somebody's garden, up in up by the airport. Apparently, uh, in a real environmental conditions, in a private garden, eight kilometres from the city. And then they dug them up after a period of time, and they found that the supposedly earth-friendly biodegradable tea bags in the garden um, didn't biodegrade. <laughs> that the regular ones did much faster. The regular tea bag had biodegraded apparently within a week. They went back and looked at the eco-safe funds 12 months later and they were still there. And then there's other stories regarding, I'll come back a little later on because I'm a bit over time now, with regarding fears. I always would have thought that agoraphobia or arachnophobia or claustrophobia, you know, the fear of things like spiders or heights would be the number one. But according, and you can take this with a pinch of salt or a hole in the middle of the story if you wish, it makes the mirror today where they say that tri- tri- pop. Trypophobia. Trypophobia is the top Irish phobia. That cannot be right. We need more research into this. So it's not spiders, it's not heights, it's needles, but it's a fear of holes. Um, holes like holes in, in crumpets or sponge cakes or the holes in a crunchy bar. Can you believe it? I find it hard to believe. Does anybody actually suffer? Listening to me right now. I'd love to know from... Trypophobia, a fear of holes. And that and a lot more besides coming across the morning and also Garth Brooks because the tabloids are counting down with only two days to go uh, today. Well, if you count today, it's it's three, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. But there's a lot of lovely stories in it where he's, um, he's, he's on the dry and he's watching his weight and he wants to be fit and healthy. And there'll be no pub visits while he's staying here. Because he's got five gigs to do and there'll be a lot of running and singing and jumping and hollering. They also have 50 cameras will be trained on Garth Brooks for a Netflix special that he's filming um, for Netflix of the core of the Irish concerts. So I think it's incredible. So as Peter Aiken is saying in the papers this morning, you might have maybe three or 400 people watching him in Croke Park. But there will be millions watching the concerts later on Netflix.
0: You're listening to the number one talk show in court, The Neil Prendeville Show. It's the best in Cork.
1: On Red FM. And you can text 0868104106. 106 pick up the phone on 0818-104-106. One of the stories that I did not mention is the story that's back in the papers today of Enoch Burke. Um, I was away for a lot of this last week when this kicked off, but it has ended up now with Enoch Burke being sent to Mountjoy jail for contempt of court. Now, um, this morning in a column article, I believe it uh, is a column article in the Mail. Um, This is from yesterday. Teacher refused to use gender neutral pronouns for a transgender student has been sent to Mountjoy prison for contempt of court. Um, As it said in the papers this morning, he's not in prison because he refused to call the boy a girl um, or use the pronoun she it's because of a contempt of court issue when it actually got to court but I got some texts yesterday from people asking can you drill into that story a little bit more and explain exactly uh, what's going on and, and what what it's all about So, you, Kevin you were here for this last week and I've been following it all week what is the story behind you know, work.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose that is one of the key issues that people found uh, last week was that the papers were reporting it in a fashion that it seemed like I refused to call a boy a girl, and, and now I'm, I'm in jail, and now I'm in jail, um, which I suppose probably suits. Um, Enoch Burke's kind of historical he's very he's an evangelical Do we need uh, to know beliefs. that
1: though? Can we not just stick to the story and why as to yeah. why he's in
2: Mount Joy? Yeah so I suppose the, If the, it's not relevant then let's Well I suppose there. it's just it kind of provides a little bit of context as to why all this is kicking off so um he he refused to call the student she instead of he and um obviously that goes against the, the students. Boys transition boy to a girl. To girl. And he says a boy's
1: a boy, a girl's a girl, and and I'm never gonna call you a girl. Yeah, I refuse
2: to call okay. you a girl. And the student uh, basically what the, then? The, the, the school said that um that basically it goes against the, the quality act of two thousand for the children, that one student is being treated differently to the others because the student isn't being called what they want to be called when all the other students in the classrooms are being called the pronouns that they that they want to be called. Um, um, but um,
1: one that's got to is- be confusion, but confusing if there's lots of different pronouns. But I suppose you just have to. Well, you know, look, yeah. I
2: suppose yeah. If, if a child What's wants to be called problem? something, you have to yeah, call the child. It you know, you know,
1: must, must be confusing. Teachers probably have to be you know very careful these days with regards to use of pronouns. You know, it was all about just teaching now, but there's all this extra. Mm. You know,
2: absolutely. But about. I suppose, look, you know, a lot of, a lot of people. When they were corrected on it, I mean, they might necessarily like it, but I suppose a lot of teachers would say, right, well, look, if the child wants to be called a she, then they'll be called a she, or I'll just call them by their name. But what happened here was that... You could
1: call them by their name, or he, or she, but it also could be They. They.
2: Yeah, it could be, but you could just call them by their name gotcha. if you wanted to. Okay, like really, you could. Okay. We don't. We don't necessarily need pronouns. We have names. Okay. We don't necessarily need okay. them. But the, I think the issue really wasn't so much that he initially kind of refused to call the child she was that then that uh, it was a, a service was uh, which was held to mark the, the, the school's two hundred and sixtieth anniversary, and during that service he stood up and interrupted it and said that uh, called out the principal and said that basically. This was in front of parents, in front of clergy people, in front of you know, in front of uh, school administrators that uh, called out the principal on the stage, saying that she shouldn't be telling him to do this, that this is totally wrong. Um, and he said he couldn't agree with transgenderism; it went against the school's ethos and the teaching as a Christian church. So mm-hmm. apparently, members of the congregation and students who were also there walked out of the school chapel. Just this happened.
1: A, yeah, there was a meal then,
2: wasn't there? There was a meal. Yeah, and then after the meal, um, he uh, approached the principal again and uh, told her to withdraw it she said that she would talk to him at appropriate place and apparently he continued to follow her right. um, and basically questioning her loudly I loudly remember, I don't know if that's a euphemism for shouting or what it is but questioning her loudly and then had to kind of be pulled away by other people okay. so at that point the school basically decided that they needed to inv- uh, conduct a disciplinary process um, that will actually take place in mid-September so that this, the, the hearing of that disciplinary process So why are we at yet. this?
1: Did they then suspend him he was ending put on the disciplinary process? Su-
2: put on okay. the, uh, paid suspension. I suppose gardening leave is what the kind of term would be where he's paid but he's asked not to go to school. He decided that he was going to turn up to school despite the fact that the school didn't want him to turn up to school. He's been sitting in an empty class uh, for for a couple of days after that. Right. And then um basically uh, was jailed for contempt of court. So the, the the you know like he was asked in a court order not to turn up to the school and he continued to turn up to the school right. and now he's been um, put in jail as a, to, to prevent him, basically, from continuing to turn up to the school against a court order.
1: So he has now spent, is it like two nights in Mountjoy prison?
2: Last night, I think he spent in a, sort of a separate um, population because they need to do COVID tests. And once he has COVID tests, he returns. And Matt the Cooper population. this morning
1: says Enoch Burke did not spend the last two nights in Mountjoy prison because of his religious beliefs but as a consequence consequence of them he's in the news because of what happened at the midland school where he was a teacher who was suspended by its management team and he was imprisoned because he failed to adhere to a court order yeah. not his beliefs yeah. a court order
2: and that's it like it's and, but what I think some of the reporting has kind of you know, there's a bit of mental gymnastics going on there, and I suppose people have either intentionally or unintentionally put two and two together and gotten five and said he refused to call a student. Uh, you know, he's quoted. She,
1: yeah, he's quoted in yesterday's mail saying, "I love my school, but I'm here today because I would not call a boy a
2: girl," and it's just not true. You're here. He was there because he refused to follow court order, right, okay. and if he follows the court order and he just and he stays out of school until the disciplinary hearing, which is I think the 16th of September, then there'd be no issues
1: yeah but what and would happen after a disciplinary hearing well, where a decision is made and it goes against him what do they do then if he says true. I still will not call a boy a girl but I want to teach in a school
2: well, He has the right to appeal it but if the school disciplinary hearing it's like it's like here so be be I mean saying, if, it? Yeah, if he got, okay. I mean if you get sacked if we got sacked from here and we kept turning up to work then the guards would be called like it's just it's just that simple. You can't if 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 your yeah. employer asks you yeah. to stay away from the building and you refuse to do that, then they have there within the. Right how's this
1: it. playing out then across Ireland? I know, for instance, Seamus told me something about a GoFundMe page that was set up. Was it? And yeah, is it, there's yeah?
2: a GoFundMe page. Um, it's um, just on the last page. Have of it, yeah, no, have it, yeah. um, it didn't get it well when Seamus last checked it. I think it was up to was it twenty twenty euro or something on yeah. it, and then was taken down subsequently because there were complaints about.
3: It, it. was it went. Up yesterday afternoon, and it started at 10 euros. Within five hours, it got to 30 euros, and there was a campaign orchestrated online to get the actual page removed and I've just checked it there now and it's been taken Taken down down. so we I don't know how far the actual fund went but when I checked it last night there was 30 30 euros there
1: Okay. and the general consensus then amongst the greater population um, any sympathy for Burke or is everybody saying this is of your own making pal suck it up
2: well I suppose uh, it's like anything else when it comes to these kind of debates you a lot of the online reaction to it is being suck it up and you know a lot of people disagreeing with his views but even people who say you know whether you disagree or agree he's, he's there because he failed to follow a court order yeah. so really there's yeah. no question yeah. there It's yeah. you just follow the court order yeah. that's what the courts are there to do but um in terms of like as you say there are GoFundMe set up there are like the, the Burke family have you know been involved I suppose in religious um, you know controversies. They've they protested against Castlebar Gay Pride. They've they've had issues with I know in um, in the NUI Galway with protesting there. And then you know there's so the the family I suppose is kind of well known in the area and and nationally. But mm, I know areas. that. But if
1: we're going to be democratic about things and we're going to be uh, fair to all concerned, they are still entitled to their own ethos and religious beliefs as as anybody Absolutely. else. Absolutely. But I it, suppose it would be upsetting, it, and some people might find it awful or even horrid, somebody would protest about anything if somebody was gay but isn't there a right
2: to? Oh, absolutely, and like a really by right you know, in this country, like Everyone needs somebody to stand up for their own beliefs. So you should be able to stand up for your own beliefs, but you should also be able to follow somebody who who stands up for belief, you know, for things that you believe in. Um, I I suppose that's not the issue. I'm just saying that with with so the, Burke family with, the Burke, Burke family, with they're, they're very genderism. Yeah, it's, he, yeah okay. they're just polarizing. They're yeah. polarizing, and what they do is okay. polarizing. So there are polarizing reactions so to it. But what happens next? I suppose next now he has an opportunity to um, go back to court in a few days um and uh, kind of exp- you know expunge the contempt of course um and it you know you're,
1: you're it, contempt you're only usually in for a Few days, a actually. few days,
2: yeah, a few days. So he will only—I think he's back to court—is uh, it tomorrow or the yeah. day after? And basically, he'll have an opportunity then to say, "Right, look, I'm going to follow the court order. I'm—you know—that's what I'm going to do. Don't put me okay. back in prison." Okay. But I mean, like we're talking not too far away from Galway. Remember the the all those uh, protesters of the the oil pipe and the carb oil pipe? They ended up in prison for months because they refused to. Uh, so to if he refuses
1: order. to follow the court order and, and says in, that in court, it's back to, back to the clink, back to Mount Mountjoy. Okay, yeah. all right. Watch this space for details. Thanks for that, Seamus. I appreciate it, it's got Kevin, and indeed Seamus. Text 0868 104 106. If you've got an opinion on it, pick up the phone on 0818 104 106. Call the Neil Prenderville Show now, 0818-104-106, Red FM. Okay, so I hope that helps. I got texts with regards to that yesterday. A typical text was like, could you please give some time to discussing that teacher who is in jail? I'm completely puzzled as to why this has happened. Hopefully some of your listeners can help those of us who are confused. So I hope you're less confused now you understand where this one is going. Uh, In other news this morning with regards to people observing things, is it just me, says an unsigned texter, 14 euro for two breakfast rolls in Centra on the south side. Maybe it's been a long time since I bought one that I've actually missed something, but I think this is absolutely mad. For seven euro for a breakfast roll. Wouldn't it really depend on how much you had in it though? You know, I mean, breakfast rolls will depend, I think, on the amount of filling involved in it. But listen, for sure, everything's gone up. And you know, when you talk about, um, you know, energy costs going up for people in the home, that's bad enough. But if you look at people who are involved in businesses, you know, where they might have serious bits of equipment or if it was a bakery where they would big hot ovens and things like that, can you imagine what they're energy costs are at the moment and what they're going to be in the next three or four months and across the winter if nothing changes. Um, Meanwhile of course we were talking yesterday about the fact that uh, politicians continue to get wage increases and optically that looks shocking and Mike says regarding the public service pay rise that you've been talking about Where a politician now will get another 6,800 euro on top of the 10 grand increases they got over the last two years, which really is the bonus of 17 grand in two years. Um, Regarding that and the difference between those workers uh, and politicians, uh, I feel that politicians should not be classed any longer in the same boat as public service workers. Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't the average public service worker get various types of allowances to hire the likes of? uh, They don't get. Um, different allowances to hire the likes of six advisors um, uncertified allowances for food travel expenses hotel expenses They don't get that, and they're public service workers too. This is along with all the additional payments and extra allowances for the various committees that politicians might join. Politicians should no longer be under the same umbrella as public service workers, full stop. Whenever any of them get questions regarding pay rises put to them, they spurt out the same old story that politicians don't dictate the pay rises they receive. None of them will have any problems paying gas or electricity bills this year, or for the next few years when oil and gas continue to rise. You see, they live, Neil, in another world, and they treat Irish citizens like mushrooms. Thanks, my friend, if you manage to read this out. Happy to read that out on your behalf. And there's a lot, actually, then, with regards to that and the cost of living. Um, Another one. I cannot believe that a politician would claim €4,300 in expenses for one month tax-free. I would turn down a 7000 rise for good publicity if I was a politician, knowing that I'm still on 91 grand annually and can claim 50 grand a year tax-free. This is referencing, of course, my conversation with Thomas Gould yesterday. Adding the politicians who did take the rise on top of expenses is completely irrelevant. Um, Thomas Gould's expenses of 4,300 euro for a single month does not give any indication as to what other expenses are. I'm quite follow that. Uh, we would expect the Tawnist and the Taoiseach, for instance, to have higher expenses. Well, maybe so. I don't know. They're, some of them are vouched and some of them are unvouched. But that's the figure we got yesterday for a month uh, of 4,300 for a calendar month coming up to in and around, uh, you know, 50 grand or thereabouts there, for, for the year. Uh, and then we were asking questions with regards to the upcoming budget. I would like to see politicians on an Irish average wage for six months um, And especially maybe a little time on an old age pension rate. In the interest of fairness, see how they would find it. Um, What would I like to see in an upcoming budget, Neil? Something for the person who gets out of bed at half past five and not to be taxed to the health. Anyone also on social welfare and fit for work to be made to do community schemes to earn their dole. Keeping local communities tiding, tidy, painting, decorating, gardening, weeding. If they don't show up for the community schemes, then cut their money off, says Janet. Um, crumbs on the table is all we will get. After all, it's taxpayers' money they're giving back, plus the fact that they're getting 6,800 euro pay rise in these hard times. It would be more practical to cut taxes and cut VAT. Well, You see what uh, Liz Truss is doing in the UK. She's Prime Minister now, and she has just um, you know, announced and said that the first thing she's going to do is there will be an energy price freeze. They nobody talking about that here. What they need to do is roll back on the loony greens and their taxes and postpone upcoming increases. Uh, if people are to have any kind of ease in the coming months, they need to come down to ground level from their ivory towers and help working class for a change. And uh, God knows we've been saying that uh, for many years. So a selection of uh, texts. Uh, and just one final one. We have a health crisis, dangerous viruses, and pharma companies enjoying record high profits. We have energy crisis and energy companies enjoying record high profits. We have governments enjoying record high profits as well with corporation tax returns. Every time we have a so-called crisis, big companies and politicians enjoy it all the more and everybody sees more profits. When, oh when, will people ever wake up, says Marius, um, because all they throw is pennies to the peasants. Text 0868 to the phone lines we go. Tanya, good morning morning. What was it like this morning down around uh, your neck of the woods, Killa and Yall? Because the weather was shocking. It was very wet, right? It was, yeah,
4: yeah. Torrential last night, wasn't
1: it? Absolutely. Um, What happened, yeah. though?
4: So it was last night. Um, I I live in Killa, but I work in Yall, so I was driving home from work last night from Yall to Killa and just coming up at Burgess Filling Station and a car pulled right out in front of me and I had to slam on my brakes and obviously got an awful fright and, uh, I was like, I, was, I don't know, I was really angry. I was like, oh, I have to get his number. So I kept up, he sped off, like he took off. and um, But he was going the same direction as me. So when we got into Killat, I caught up on him because he was turning up towards Inch. Um, so I got his number, his reds his car. And when I got home, I rang the guards and talked to a really nice guard. And he was like, I know, you know, that issue's been raised over a year. Just so many accidents there. Um, you know, do you want to come in, do you want to make a statement, We be called to the guy and whatever, so I said, look, I don't know, because I was really upset, I got crying for about an hour in my room last night.
1: Yeah, you were crying, um, crying, because you were in shock of what could have happened. I was in
4: complete shock for like an hour, I was, I came home, I sat on the couch and I just like cried, <laughs> I was so sounds stupid, but like I got an awful fright. Um, so then I messaged, I Facebook messaged Mary Lynn and Foley, Councillor Foley, I messaged TV, uh James O'Connor, I was like, I'm not letting this go, like, because about two weeks ago, I was dropping the kids to school, and I was going into y'all, and a lorry pulled out in front of me, and I was like, but I don't know, last night frightened me a bit more, I think I must have been closer.
1: Anybody um, ever, was there ever any, so is this a dangerous place in the sense that, is it a a blind exit or something?
5: Yeah, so basically the, there was a garage there years
4: ago and it closed down and it reopened about two years ago. And there isn't a proper island for cars to pull in to get petrol. So there's been loads of accidents
1: there. Has there been crashes? it's been. Uh,
4: no f- been loads of crashes and like lives were lost as well. Like even the guards that to me last night, I think like there's going to be another really serious accident. So there has there. been
1: a fatality in that there area? There has been fatality, right. yeah.
4: Yeah, no, Mary Linehan and 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 uh, James O'Connor have both said to me, like, the issue has been raised, it's between the Transport Infrastructure Ireland and Transport Communications, and it's all a planning issue and red tape that has been held up, like, it's it's ridiculous, it's just not on.
1: So what what, what what's holding up, red tape is holding okay. you up to, to make it a safer junction, right. is it?
4: Yeah, to make it a safer junction to get an island. Like the guard said to me last night, when you're coming from Yale and you want to pull into bridges to get petrol, you're not supposed to stop on the road to pull in, which you do. You're actually meant to go up to the next exit um, and turn around and come back in from the other side because it's safer to do so. It's just really dangerous.
1: Yeah, yeah. As, yeah. And you you were saying in your text, it's now 10pm and I hear sirens.
4: Oh, yeah. What yeah, was that about? Night, yeah, but last night around 10 o'clock I heard sirens and um, next minute I get a message from Councillor Foley to say that there was a collision last night at the N25 at the Burgessville.
1: Oh, for God's sake, you're joking yeah.
4: me. Yeah, and that was at 10 o'clock last night and I was like, oh my God.
1: So that's why this was brought up in the doll that there are numerous crashes, yeah, injuries, numerous and fatalities. you say
4: fatality. And, fat- and fatalities, yeah. And it's all red tape. I don't know what's going on. I think it's between the owner I don't know the Cork County Council or the Transport Infrastructure of Ireland but it's been gone on like Mary Linehan raised it she said over a year ago and she did she emailed um, some guy as well last night Podrick I don't know who he is but she but tell me this it said in, in your text you yeah. said
1: the is it's so dangerous there's been so many accidents and unfortunately lives have been lost you say lives yeah. as in plural
4: um, do you know what? Like the guard said to me last night, there was one old lady did um, pass away unfortunately a few days after an accident there. I don't know, like I don't know how many to be honest. When I knew I was going to be on here this morning, I I did message um, James O'Connor to know, look, you know, how many lives, how many accidents, kind of a thing. But I that was I haven't heard back. All right, okay. I, I heard there
1: know. was another accident there this morning.
4: Was there another one this morning? That's what
1: I'm seeing on the screen here. Another accident in the same place this eight.
4: morning. So dangerous. Like my own daughter only started driving about a year two years going, i used to be terrified driving past the outer was oh, Go slow down, please slow down. Um even this morning I was scared. Like I went down to I went down to eighty kilometres an hour um passing this morning when I was dropping the kids to school. I'm I'm just terrified that's So
1: it's an area that's a hundred kilometre speed limit. It's so imagine kilometers. the impact yeah. there then.
4: I know. Yeah. I know. Like I had to slam on my brakes last night. I was shaking for an hour.
1: Yeah, it's it's it's, it's actually unforgivable that this could be. Yeah. They could adver- it could avert accidents. It could avert deaths. It could be done yeah. and it needs to be done. But yet it still isn't done.
4: Still isn't done. Why? Yeah. I just don't understand. It like is it money? Is it that the owners don't want to? pay out for it like it's ridiculous when you're talking about people's lives like I know it's so all dramatic I said to my sitting husband last night you could have been getting a knock on the door last night say he was dead like that's how close I was it
1: was that's why you spent an hour crying yeah. on the couch I well thought, there was I an, was an incident know. last night as you say Guardian Emergency yes. Services attended a two vehicle traffic collision that occurred at 9pm on the Burgess Lower area of Killick, County Cork Two people were taken to Cork University Hospital following the incident, thankfully for non-life-threatening injuries. But that doesn't mean there weren't serious injuries. The road Definitely. involved in the collision is or is open for use. So those sirens you heard last night was a two-car v- collision and two people taken yeah. to CUH. Yeah. I know, I know. Like I passed,
4: we've
1: passed accidents on
4: the road before in that area. Like there are... Well, there's always accidents there. I just don't know why they can't take it seriously enough when it's somebody's life. It just
1: reminds me of the exit for Blarney that was causing all of those crashes and deaths. Remember the tourists um, that yes. died out in the Blarney uh, area the, on the Mallow Road, the exit for. They were very quick in changing that road layout because they could see how dangerous it was. Because people were getting a few, you, you may not know this, it's in a different part of the city. I mean, you're, you're down east, this would be up around on the Mallow Road area. But you might remember some tourists in a rental car died. I actually do, yeah, I do. I was a
4: husband and wife.
1: It could well have been a husband and wife. I yeah. think it was, uh, yeah. they literally drove right across the main road because they were following a right turn sign. But they didn't yeah. know that there was oncoming traffic, of course. But they changed that fairly rapidly.
4: So why can't they do this? Why can't they do this before another life is taken? Like, I have three kids. That could have been me last night. And God forbid, like, I hope nobody else gets hurt there, but it's it's going to happen. It is going to happen. They really need to do something about it.
5: Okay. Um. Like I
4: do know Mary Linehan is doing her very best and I know James O'Connor is doing his very best but it seems to be above them, I don't know I, don't, I, I wish somebody could tell me what the hold up is I want to know because I'm on that road at least twice a day. Okay, so let's, see, let's so. see if
1: other people have worries, fears or observations regarding that stretch of road. But uh, thank okay. you for, and they really, whatever Mary Lynn Foley is doing and James O'Connor is doing, uh, they need to keep at it and start rattling tables and, you know,
6: exactly. getting yeah, answers
1: because do. we don't want to be coming back here again talking about more injuries or indeed more fatalities in that area.
4: Exactly, yeah. All
1: right, Tanya, appreciate the call. Look after okay, yourself. Cheers. All Thank right, bye. Thank God you're safe. Back after the break, text 0868-104-106. <laughs> Talk to Neil Prenderville now. 0818-104-106, Corks Red FM. Super texting this morning, guys. Thank you. There was it was actually somebody says by text a four car pile up crash at Burgess's last night. My sister passed. It says one texter, another one then on junctions and confusion. There's still an arrow out past the Blarney Business Park directing you onto the other side of the road that just hasn't been removed and would direct a tourist straight into oncoming traffic. Uh, okay, well, I didn't know that. I thought they had rectified and fixed it completely. I still get the heebie-jeebies on that road. It was on it on Sunday morning coming in. I don't know what it is about that road. Maybe it's because of the history of so many accidents of it on it, but it's the ones... One of the ones that frightens me. Oh, oh, listen, can I just say my sincerest apologies. I forgot an important request yesterday morning. I just ran out of time for people who celebrated 55 years of wedded bliss yesterday. Roger and Betty Skillington. So my apologies. I'm a day late, but Roger and Betty Skillington, 55 years married yesterday. uh, They're said to be, and we all agree, wonderful, kind and cheery parents and grandparents and proud Corconians both. And their families got in touch with me to send them their love. And wish them many more happy years of marriage. So to Roger and Betty, sorry about yesterday, but congratulations, 55 years married. Well done. Uh, Text 0868104106, just reverting back to Enoch Burke in jail at the moment. Uh, Enoch Burke was jailed for his religious belief. Why else was he barred from entering the school to teach? It is a vile attack on Christianity, and I guarantee if it were any other religion, we wouldn't be talking about it. Plus the guy who was on the air is bringing his family into it, which is not fair, says Maureen in Clonakilty. That was Kevin talking about uh, issues involving the family in the past. I, for one, hope, says another texter, that Enoch Burke never, ever teaches again. It's an interesting point that Maureen makes. If it weren't Catholicism and it were another religion, how would people be reacting to it? And would Burke be in jail? Uh, On transgenderism, uh, I'm standing At a respectable distance, waiting for my young granddaughter to use a public female toilet. This is a question. An older boy walks past me, heading for the same female toilet. I step forward to stop him due to my concern that he will be in the toilet alone with my granddaughter. The boy then tells me he's identifying as a girl and therefore has a right to use that toilet. Question. What do I do? Please don't ask me to speak on air. Anyone who dares voice an alternative opinion to the LGBT, etc. lobby in any way is immediately shut down, scorned, or cancelled. Yeah, but you don't... If if there is a fear of that and you don't wish to come on air, you can always text your opinion. I'm happy to read that out. This whole situation about gender identity has gone totally insane. What is this nonsense doing to our young kids? Inventing ridiculous pronouns. Enoch Burke is right. Parents are feeding into their kids' junk, delusional ideology. Oh, because of the reaction I would get, don't give out my details. So people um, are are a bit kind of hesitant to come on air or indeed even give their names because of what one texter here said, being immediately shot down, scorned or cancelled. Meanwhile, Anthony has no fear of that. Morning, Anthony. Good morning, Neil. How are you? So interesting there, a bit of pushback against uh, transgenderism or the use of pronouns. But this is the changing world we live in, my friend.
3: Is it really a changing world? You know, just as I was saying there earlier on, it's a tiny percent of the population, and I thought, in a democracy that
1: majority
3: rule. Not, With a tiny not, if create, not if it
1: creates cruelty or hurt to the tiny minority. They probably need to be protected even more. But
3: you know, I think that people need to be protected as well from this because I'll state two cases now. and One of the most famous I can think of really was Germaine Greer, you know, the feminist. Yeah. And she stood up for women's rights all her life. And she spoke out and she said, I have absolutely no time. I don't believe in this male to female thing. And she said, when you have your monthly cycles and you go through the menopause and you have hot flushes and the whole lot, she said, and have a pregnancy or have an abortion, get back to me and let me know. Then you're a woman.
1: Did After you get cancelled like, like J.K. Rowling did for that? She
3: did, yes, and J.K. Rowling was the other one I was going to bring up as well. She was, all. it was actually women mostly, didn't want her to speak at universities, and her career was finished after standing up for women's rights all her life. Yeah. You know, so I just think that is absolutely outrageous, and it is clearly a psychiatric condition because, even when people transition, I've seen numerous documentaries about it. Even after they transition, the suicide rate is sky high.
1: Watch the doc. Be careful when you're talking about documentaries. Documentary makers set out a lot of them with a, a, a preset agenda and a preset roadmap. So don't let that influence you as being 100 percent accurate research.
3: Oh no, no, no! I'm I'm talking about credible sources now. The BBC and I've seen I think two on BBC Yeah, we'll be and being careful about
0: the BBC Thoreau, Be careful I've enough seen... about how
1: the BBC handles Savile and stuff like that So anyway, go ahead Would you trust Louis Thoreau? Yeah, again, again I think everything should come with a word of caution, that's all I'm saying
3: Well, he actually went and interviewed families and I just thought, oh well My seven-year-old son wants to identify as a girl, so we're going to do it. And as soon as we can, we're going to put him on puberty blockers. Mm -hmm. And puberty blockers are, in a lot of cases, the side effects are irreversible and they can damage a person for life. And even that boxing promoter, what was his name? Frank Malone, was it? Yeah. Yeah. He went on and he was being interviewed and he said, I don't want to be called LGBT. He said, I don't identify as lesbian or gay or bisexual. I'm transgender. i don't want to be put into that category. So they can't even agree amongst themselves. So but how the, is anyone else supposed to get their head around
1: it? Okay, But the reason, the reason that um, Enoch Burke is in jail has absolutely nothing to do with his own beliefs, whether they're moral beliefs or Christian beliefs. It's because he, um, he didn't follow a court order to stay away from school. Pending a disciplinary hearing that's the only reason he's in jail he's entitled to his opinion
7: oh yes of course
1: and and so is the
3: student but who ended up in court who ended up in jail at the end of the day and where did it all stem from what started it all in the first
1: place him refusing to use the correct pronoun for the boy who had transitioned to girl yeah, and wasn't there a case in America
3: a couple of years ago? There was a, a university professor was fired as well
1: for the same oh, thing. Oh, listen, that, that, that controversy that, you know, the topics we're having here, they're having in America as well. I mean, it's, not, it's not an amazing thing when I was at the tennis last week. It was fabulous to see how all-inclusive all- it was. I mean, I, I, I was surprised, but pleasantly surprised, uh, to see one of the, the ball kids, when I say ball kid now, I guess she, who would have been a he, might have been 17 16 17 years old formerly a boy now a girl ball kid on the court wearing the female uniform which would be the skirt and happy out doing a great job and loving life and i thought you know what that's what it's all about there's a there's a person a human being happy now in their body uh, and getting on with life and being included sure like how could you criticize that
3: I don't criticise that. What people do in their private life is their own business. But as far as I'm concerned, your private life should be your private life. And if other people have opposing opinions and opposing views and question it, they're quite entitled to do that as well.
1: Well, I understand the point you're making, that you're entitled to have an opinion on it without being feared, as somebody said in a text there, shot down, scorned or cancelled.
3: Yeah, I'm not afraid of that. Like, I mean, I I respect anybody, do whatever they want to do, but don't force me to change my views like I wouldn't force them to change their views.
1: And you believe as well that the medical profession, probably those that deal with the psychological aspect of the medical, medical profession, are uh, psychiatrists and what have you, are making a killing?
3: Of course they are, because they're convincing parents and parents are encouraging it and even Adele didn't she bring out her son a couple of years ago there in a little dress and said he can make up his own mind I think he was only about six years of age yeah. yeah. and he can make up his own mind surely we his be because yeah,
1: we should be well away from now that little boys should have um, you know guns and holsters and little girls should have tea sets
3: ah Neil that's been ridiculous now but I mean think back to yourself would you have brought your son out in a dress Really, no? Or would you? Personally?
1: Yes. No, but I defend the right of somebody else who wants their son to wear pink or their daughter to wear a pair of jeans and a a t shirt as opposed to a skirt, surely be to God.
3: And would you act odd, shocked, and offended then if people
1: were surprised by it? If they were surprised by what? By you bringing out your son dressed up as a little girl. No, I said I wouldn't have done that. But yeah, but j- if you did do that, I why would you be that surprised
3: that people would be shocked by it?
1: I would. I, I actually I wouldn't be shocked by it now if I saw it. I just wouldn't. I
3: think people still are. Because I think this is just a whole, it's like a social construct. I, I just don't believe it's an actual condition now there are people like the, the most famous one of all there are people that are born with male and female genitalia and the most famous of all I suppose would be that royal commentator La- Lady Colin Campbell and I was saying why is a woman called Colin but she was born with male and female genitalia right. okay. and at the time the doctors advised her parents she was born in the 1950s they said "I would I, I advise you to a Put down on her birth certificate that she's male and call her Colin and raise her as a boy. And she, by her early teens, she decided, no, I feel more like a woman. But I mean, she was neither male nor female. So they are genuine cases. But the rest then,
1: as a texter would say, is parents feeding into their kids junk, uh, delusional ideology and gender identity is gone totally insane. Not your words, but I think you'd agree with those, would you?
3: Yes. And what about that rapist as well, Nile? He was a multiple rapist a couple of years ago in England and he was brought up before the courts and he decided he was going to identify as female and he took hormones. Now, he didn't go for the full transformation, but he grew breasts, obviously, because he took oestrogen, female hormones, and he went to court. And at his trial, the jury was told and the court was told and the judge was told that he cannot go to a male prison because he identifies as female and a serial rapist was put into a female prison because he identified as female I see
1: that I see that that. I'm getting the story on this here was a ministry justice apology made because of that in the end wasn't there yes yeah
3: Okay. So, I mean, okay. we're going into very, very, very dangerous territory. All
1: right. Very okay. dangerous. Let me come back to this after 10. Thank you. Much obliged to you, Anthony. Um, I'm over time. Text 0868104106.
8: Hey, it's Dave. Join me weekdays from 4 for Dave
9: Max Drive, where I'll help get you home or give you a little lift at home. Big hits, loads of fun features and traffic info. What more could you need? Join me weekdays from 4. Dave Max Drive.
8: And that's the latest news this hour.
1: Okay, no Stigum. Yeah? Would you buy... Three selection boxes today for a fiver in Tesco in Douglas? No. Three out three for a fiver. Bear in mind now, in December there'll be a fiver each.
8: It's it's not about the price. I couldn't bring Christmas into the house in September. You could
1: hide them under the stairs, but
8: Neil, they'd be gone. They'd be not found. if you hide
1: them on. Would you eat them? Is it? Well, no,
8: my children would eat but them. They wouldn't my, know about they're it. like blo- they, they're like bloodhounds. They find everything <laughs> that I hide. What when they mean? were small, I hid things high up because <laughs> they wouldn't find things high up. Now that they're tall, I try and hide things low down, but they will always find chocolate in the house.
1: Well, they're just next to the escalator. A huge big. <laughs> Palette load right (laughs) three for a five like technically we are just coming out of summer aren't we
8: you see I don't mind buying stuff like that in October I kind of feel better about it in October But we have to get through Halloween and we have to
1: get through the jazz weekend and Tesco are selling selection boxes
8: and Santee and everything is on the front of them
1: Oh, the, work, yeah, the, the works. I can send you the photograph. Big yeah. Santa Claus on it. I can tell you what. It's just regular. They're like dairy milks and Freddos and whatever else, you know, buttons and all the other. And, like,
8: and I love Christmas, but no, not September. It's too <laughs> early for me. Would you? Would I? Yeah. I probably would oh, That's because you're miserable I would be, because, the because on the basis that I'd get three for a fiver That's, the only, that's reason. the only reason I'd buy them Oh my god you're so Scottish Get it off your chest
0: Text the Neil Brindaville Show now 086 8104 106 Red FM Just
1: on the lighter note if we go back to other topics this morning I mean it's all very well to say that I'd buy the three six selection boxes for a fiver because if you were buying them individually they're 229 so you get fierce value for the three of them for a fiver far be it from advertising for Tesco but there they are in a pallet somebody says what, what's the problem you could just buy the chocolates rip up the box and put the chocolates in the press but some say that it's very important that you're doing that little bit of shopping early just to make sure that you're not caught with a big bill in December but others might m- mention it from the point of view of uh, it's just too early to be thinking about Christmas or having anything on display and OBT had uh, the, the Christmas shop open a few weeks ago and now Tesco are following with the uh, three selection boxes for a fiver. Well, would you buy them? Text 0868 Or is it too early? Uh, listen to your show over the past couple of days. It's quite clear that there's a huge appetite for some positive radio in all of this doom and gloom. I have a simple solution to this. Set up a poll for listeners. How many days of positive stories would they like? And how many days? of not positive surely then you can split the week into 3 days of serious and 2 days of light-hearted <laughs> the listeners can then decide when to tune in like wednesday's going to be serious lads thursday's going to be light-hearted uh, just to note all therapists and wellness experts are advising us to switch off negativity in our lives so this would be a missed opportunity for you in my opinion happy to chat more says tom Happy to chat with you, Tom. Come on the air and let's talk it through. There's lots then on energy suppliers and indeed the cost of energy as we go through. It's all it's all very well to be saying, let's just deal with positive stories. But that's kind of almost like censorship. It's almost like burying your head in the sand and not addressing the real issues that are going on in the world. But anyway, many texts then. Enoch Burke was uh, jailed for his religious beliefs. Why else was he barred from entering the school to teach? This is a vile attack on Christianity, and I guarantee you, if it was another religion, we wouldn't be talking about it like this. Uh, another one. The whole situation about gender identity has gone totally insane. What is this nonsense doing to our young kids, inventing ridiculous pronouns? Enoch Burke is right. Parents are feeding into their kids' junk ideology. Another one. What if the teacher came into class in a dress and told all his kids to call him Mary from now on? What would the principal say or would he be judged on that? Another one. That man is dead right. He's stuck to his guns, as in Enoch Burke. A boy will always be a boy, dress or not, um the Burks are not Catholic, I believe they are Church of Ireland, says Frank, okay, thank you for that. This stinks of a snotty little kid and a snotty little school getting their own way. You went to the Mon yourself, neil you wouldn't be demand. you wouldn't be demanding to be called this and that different pronouns in the mon, no, but different times completely different times, bear in mind over 40 years ago as well and the world has come on and changed a lot since then James, good morning
10: Good morning to you Neil, and nice to talk to you again You too, it's been a long time, how have you been, hey, alright? I'm, oh, I'm listening away all the time
9: Okay. So,
1: a- okay you have an opinion on, on the I issue am. of transgenderism, the use of pronouns uh, and boys transitioning to girls and wanting to be called yes. accordingly, what's your thoughts? Well,
9: I was listening to Anthony earlier on uh, a great contributor of yours uh, Neil uh, I know you have a high regard personally for Anthony. I, I do have a my very price.
1: high regard, but you might determine him as being uh, a great contributor because you tend to agree with him.
9: Uh, uh, yes, that could be true too,
1: okay. me. <laughs> okay. I won't deny that. Okay. But, uh,
9: just as a, an aside, as you know, Neil, there's an old saying in, in the press and the media that bad news sells, good news doesn't. <laughs> in regarding people looking for constant positivity. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that, by the, that's, 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 that's by That's,
1: by the side, that's yeah, only by the side. Yeah, no, I, and it's an interesting one because I read an awful lot of newspapers every single morning, and I wonder, mother of God, why do yeah. I do this? There's so so. <laughs> yeah, I'm a massive uh, newspaper
9: reader, Neil. Uh, but anyway, get, to, get to, back to the story on hand. Well, look, look at it generally, Neil. There, we have now reached a stage where we indulge children to the nth degree. There's no, there's no disputing that. now, Neil. We, we whatever they want, no, they get. Which is not a good way to raise children, Neil. It's not a good way to spoil children to that level. They have to realise that you don't get everything you want in this life. They'll have to f- they'll find that out to their cost yeah, when they go out is, into the a, real world. This
1: is a bit bigger than that, though. I
9: know. know, yes, but I'm just saying generally. But uh, this gentleman was removed from the school because he made a protest. Now, the last time I checked, I thought it was uh, a right to protest Neil. Mm. And what, that's, that's the bottom line. He, he made a protest against this rule, and he, was, he had to leave the school because he made a protest. He didn't assault anyone. He didn't uh, cause a disturbance, in serious disturbance, but he made a stand. Yeah,
1: but okay. he was told that he couldn't go to school pending a disciplinary tribunal and continued to go to school and found himself arrested and in court, um, refused then to um, abide by the ruling of the school, was found in contempt of court and found himself in jail. That's, yes, our, that's, our, that's, that's our judicial that's- system.
9: That's taking a stand. That's taking a stand, Neil. Some people will go to that lens. People have gone to those lenses, you know, about protest over the years. I know, but I'm only saying
1: that he's in jail not because of his beliefs.
9: He's in jail because he made a protest, and the school should have allowed him to make that protest, and not disciplined him for making that protest. He shouldn't have been said, you must leave the school because you're protesting. Because pupils, if they want to make a protest about anything...
1: Do you think they would be sent home, Neil? Not a chance. I don't know how old the child is. I just have nothing...
9: I to... know, but if children make a protest for any reason... You know very well, on Fridays, the children walk out of school regarding climate change. They have no permission to do it. They shouldn't be allowed to do it, but they do it. And nobody stops them. Mm. Mm. No? So, this man made a protest. He was entitled to protest against a rule in the school... And he was was suspended
1: for making a protest. Okay, you've made that point three times. Let's go back to the point you made about overindulging children, because there are texts on this. One says Enoch Burke is dead right. It's just becoming the latest trendy thing to do to jump on the transgender bus. And if he can't speak against anything to do with it, you will be ridiculed if you do.
9: Yeah, and you'll be censored, Neil. You know, censorship is coming down the line. It is coming down the line. Who are
1: any of us to tell how another person feels? I mean seriously he wasn't telling them but he was not going to agree to, to no no to. I, mean, I understand you say we're overindulging our children
9: yes yes we are it's a question about look at the statistics yesterday about the, the smartphones 95% of primary school children having smartphones which they shouldn't have of course uh, so you think uh, they're, they're going online they're whenever seeing they want some
1: kind of a trend on TikTok and they want to be it is that what you think I and
9: mean, the parents are indulging them. As you know, if they have smartphones at eight and nine years old, that means they can access pornography. You know. So is that what your parents want? But they're afraid now to... to the schools are afraid of the pupils now. I, I met two pu- uh, teachers. I met two p- teachers during the summer, and It was a very interesting conversation. I just met them in a pub. They were having a bit of lunch. I, they, they came to my table. There was no room. I said, sit down here because I'm going away. And an hour later, I was still talking to them. And it was very interesting to hear what they had to say okay. Two young teachers. Okay. What did
1: they have to say? Obviously, you're not naming them. But
9: what did they say? No, I wouldn't mean I wouldn't name them at all. Um, and I was, we were talking about my time going to school and what it was like in my day and, you know, the discipline and all that. And I said, of course, today now you teachers don't use uh, discipline like sticks or rulers. Uh, uh, correct you now, James, we're not allowed to use sticks or rulers. Hmm. So in other words, like you wouldn't, yes, James, I would at all mind to have that in my locker. I'm not saying I wouldn't use it, but I wouldn't mind to be able to bring out a ruler and slap it down on the the bench if I had to. Because he said, you have no idea the abuse we have to put up with today, James.
0: Go on. yeah, Tell me Lord, more.
9: What else? One is a primary. The, 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 the wife was a primary school teacher, and he's a secondary school teacher. She has been spat at. She has been told to f dot dot off. She has been kicked in the knees. She has come in and found uh, something written on the board, which I wouldn't dare to repeat to you, Neil on a morning program about her. Words that you you'd said, James. I can't listen to that on the board. And. Only short term ago on the Sunday independent. So it's in f off,
1: kicked in the knees, and horrid abuse written on the blackboard before she came into the class. Is
9: she the
1: primary or the secondary school? Teacher? primary,
9: the primary, oh, yes. nine and ten year olds she was dealing with. So little darlings are not always little darlings in the little darlings at home. But you always had this saying of uh, house devils, street angels,
1: that kind of thing. What's going on? I mean, there's a—it's interesting because I saw a text there saying, or I don't know what you were saying, but somebody was texting saying, "Oh, you said it. It's the children run the school, then, not the parents, oh, not, yes. not the no, teachers." Yes, they, they, yes. They the school. The I, I, I hate And to What be a did teacher. he say? What, I, did, what did the chap say in secondary school?
9: Oh yes, he said uh, he had gone through the primary and secondary school. He did say actually, strange enough, uh, uh, he did say that in primary school. He's now in rural, he's now in rural Ireland, yeah. uh, I won't say where, Neil, yeah. but it's not that far from, County Cork, in All right, let's
1: leave it at that, yeah.
9: I leave it at that. And uh, he did say there was a big difference between the city children and the rural children, they were better behaved. Wait, More sorry, the,
1: the rural children were better
9: behaved? Yeah, better, yeah, I do notice that myself, Neil, that's, a, that's an observation I would make myself.
1: Right, right. They're not as
9: indulged, Neil. Okay and uh, but uh, to get back as I said to the gentleman of course as far as I know Neil I'm not
1: I could be So you wouldn't have had this you wouldn't have you wouldn't have the spitting or the kicking or the F off or the stuff up in the blackboard 40 years ago because you got hammered <laughs> you'd have got hammered <laughs> for it
9: You know very well Neil yeah. if you did if you got some sort of a mad attack in your head it'd be the last time you'd ever do it you know and uh, I, I think to be honest yeah, I know at times we went a bit too far in the old days but now I think the pendulum has swung too much the other way.
1: way too far in the old days way too far
9: I know but way we've gone the far. other way now we've overreacted and we're now
1: indulging to the nth
9: degree but, and
1: then, but why why if somebody spat at her or told her to F off didn't she have them suspended or thrown out of the class or refused to teach that child
9: see the trouble is now uh, uh, Neil uh, the teachers are a bit like the Garda Chicana you know the Garda Chicana cannot come on to you and talk to you about any cases
1: I understand that yeah.
9: and, uh, and the teacher is very slow to talk about his school or he. She was afraid in case that she will be the one that'll be made the enemy. You know? But they must so... hate they must
1: hate going into
9: work. I, well, some of them do Neil. I, I suppose it all depends on the children you have. You could be lucky and kind have of, children that are well brought up by, by proper parents who teach them how to behave. But if you have a, you, you only need one or two brats, uh, Neil, to disturb the whole class. Okay. Uh, but um I, it, I all, all of that carry that on, teacher.
1: though. That all of that is awful. Don't get me wrong; it's shocking, but it's a million miles from transgenderism or a child. I know, I know, you know, know what you yeah. mean.
9: But it's, it's kind of it's around it, you Neil, know, that we indulge them to any whatever they want, whatever they want. They, we say, they, yeah. they,
1: they self-harm you know and they have suicidal thoughts and in fact some do take their own lives because of it you know?
9: yes yes. but you also know Neil that they, they, they're sending five-year-old children here from the state over to clinics in England which is now going to be closed called the Tavistock Clinic and uh, they're sending five-year-old boys and girls over to England to talk about their identity. Children five years old shouldn't be talking about identity. They're too young, you believe. I mean, shouldn't <laughs> be about Peppa Pig. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the world, the world
1: is very much changing. I mean, you just bring up Peppa Pig there now. They're introducing a lesbian couple into Peppa Pig. They're introducing an autistic child into a cartoon a series on television. I think it might be Thomas the Tank Engine I read this morning. This is fantastic. Surely be to God, like, because... You know, the stereotypical world that we lived in where you had a mammy and a daddy and everybody was straight and you ever talked about gay people we didn't understand them, it didn't exist. So we were burying our heads in the sand. Now at least we're kind of saying, let's live and let live and let's all be happy.
9: Yeah, well I have no problem, uh, Neil, just in case anyone's getting uh, the wrong idea, I have no problem with a person being gay, no problem
1: with that at all, Neil. But you think in, we're damaging we're, but, the children but, 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 because we indulge them at this age? Yeah, we're going too
9: far, Neil. Okay. I, just more or less what Anthony said, we're okay. going too far now with this liberal agenda. And if you do, you see, that's another point, Neil. If you do have an objection, and you're entitled, Neil, to have an opinion. The last time I checked in a democracy, you entitled.
1: Listen, I encourage people to have I know
9: I know, and in fairness to you, a person who will pre- let people come on. But yeah. if you do, you'll be you would be hammered straight away, just like J.K. Rowling was hammered because she said to be a woman, you have to be born a woman. And she has got death threats from them, many death threats from the LGBT community. Now, the LGBT community, they promote being tolerant, Neil, but they're not very tolerant themselves, Neil,
1: you know? I suppose, well, I suppose they are, they are trying um, to push equality for all those that come under their umbrella, you know, and they're equality uh,
9: means that everybody has an opinion. Would you like Well, I believe
1: not? that a per- 1% of the community are entitled t- to equality, or 2%. They're entitled to be heard and protected. Yes. Probably more... The, the, historically, that was the majority, really, that usually caused war, you know?
9: I have no problem with people being heard. I have no problem debating with someone... As you know, I'm a Catholic, uh, Neil, and uh, Christian, and I have no problem with someone coming on and saying, James, no, I don't believe in any but of as that. A
1: Catholic, as a Catholic, you're not supposed to tolerate homosexuality, I thought.
9: Yes, well, the church has uh, a strong wrong, line of yeah. Of course, the Pope has been very liberal. He's been very, very fair to the LGBT community.
1: Okay. And I got and some, I got some texts, I got some texts and emails, so I'm going to finish it with. Oh, you. sorry. No, I, thanks, thanks I, I, for but, Neil. But I would like you to listen to uh, some of the texts and emails that I have because it gives an alternative point of view. All, all right. I, do, I try listen every day, Neil. Thanks, pal. God bless. Take all care. Right. On the topic of being inclusive in the trans community, my son is now just over six years old. Uh, ever since he was younger, he has always been different and unique. He has come out now saying in the past two years that he wants to be a girl. He's six now he wants to be a girl so this would have started at the age of four of course as any parent would we thought it was just a phase and plodded along and we let him be it has now become extremely evident in many ways that my son is indeed uncomfortable in his own body he has already spoken about changing his name when he's older and all sorts of things we know it's not a phase before you ask neil and i'm genuinely so scared for our journey ahead Because people are selectively inclusive. A lot like to say that they are inclusive and non-judgmental. But every day we get some sort of judgment. My six-year-old son goes into shops wearing his makeup and dresses and his heels and all. And I will never tell him that he can't be doing that. Because this is how he is happy and comfortable. But we often get such awful looks from other people in public and the judgment on their faces is evident to us. Sometimes my son would get uncomfortable and ask why people are staring at him. Now, there are some lovely people who will make him feel on top of the world, commenting on his dress and his nails and his and, and his makeup on the day. I'm just pleading to people to please be kind. Our journey ahead is a very scary one. ...because I already know the awful judgment and bullying my son is going to face. We have worked extremely hard at building his confidence, way up for this reason. And every day I pray that he will feel safe and loved on his journey ahead. If you're in public and you see a child looking different, instead of looking at them in a judgmental way... ...please give them a smile or a high five. It will not only help the child, but it will definitely help the parents who've already lost many battles and are already struggling themselves to be stronger for their children. Our son is in therapy just to help him along his journey. This is not to encourage or discourage or anything like that. It's purely just to guide him to be the absolute best version of himself that he can be. No matter what it takes, we are ready for our trans journey with our son. Please, can we urge people to stop being selectively inclusive and to stop being inclusive only when it suits Thank you to those who are fully inclusive. Thank you to those who are supported, supportive. You make this world a better, safer and kinder place. Please read this out, Neil. Won't be able to come on air to speak in order to protect my son's identity. So thank you for that email and I wish you well on your journey, you and your son. What do you think of that one, guys? There's somebody who's going through it at the moment um, and dealing with the, uh, you know, uh, I suppose the, um, the pitfalls. Uh, the very uneven and potholed road ahead. Text oh eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Pick up the phone on oh eight one eight one zero four one zero six. Just the one call, and then some an ad break, and then Mick and Linda after the break, if that's okay with you. But Timmy, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I am good. Just trying to cover it as best I can. Your own thoughts. This is uh, this right. all stemmed from Enoch Burke being in jail, not because of his views, but for um, uh, issues involving a court order. Go ahead. Yeah, I
10: think. I think it's extreme that he's actually incarcerated anyway to begin with um i I would kind of raise a point it's a kind of it's a, it's a point about uh there's a child in um in America his name is the he goes by the name desmond is amazing and um
1: is this in the public forum now what you're going to
10: tell me this, this. yeah, it's in the public forum he's done the kind of uh, morning chat shows okay. in america okay and he does his uh drag show and morning chat shows and i i think he he might be roughly. He's been His parents have been encouraging this since he's been quite young, anyway. And the thing is, is like his parents. How old is he? Also, I I I I he, I say it could be about twelve twelve okay. now at this point, okay. roughly. Yeah. But he's, he's he, it's over the last five years he's come into the uh, the media, let's say, and, and his parents bring him to uh, late night drag shows, you know, in, in New York, and um, he does his drag act for. In, in these in these LGBTQ XYZ. I, I don't know the acronym
1: properly because I find this disturbing. Um, why is it disturbing? like like these are human beings, people on the planet who, in the case of you ever having an accident or perhaps being bound down in your luck, would be the first people to come and help you. Why do you find it disturbing? You might not understand it, but like why is it disturbing?
10: I, I find it disturbing because of social engineering.
1: Okay, what's and, the story with Desmond, though? He's a 12-year-old inside in clubs that are, what, over 18, is it? Uh, they would be over 18, yeah, and
10: there'd be a lot of sexualization, uh and sexual conduct in the clubs, because obviously they're uh, late-night uh, nightclubs, essentially, Okay. Um, yeah. uh, with men essentially dressed as women in provocative uh, female clothing, you know? which is which is bizarre. And is there pushback
1: and, against that because people feel this guy's too young to be doing these kind of shows and is it for money, is it? Well,
10: I, I, it's for money, he does receive money, yeah. And I just think that like, instead of you know, aren't we supposed to protect our children from from predators, you know? So I, I think there's a predatory nature to what's going on there and I think my, my view on his parents and parents that subscribe to this type of lifestyle is that there's a touch of Munchausen by proxy going on here that the, maybe the parents need to look at their own mental health um, and stop acting out a racket,
1: you know. That's very like hurtful, have, though, to the email I just that, read out. I mean, you must have heard I'm that gonna email gonna from parents.
10: To, I'm going to get on to the email. That, that parents are acting out their own racket through their child.
1: But you see, there that's know? exactly what they don't want you to feel. I mean, they were very, very detailed in the email of how people judge in spite yeah. of, you know, like it's it's it's. But well, as I
10: said earlier, I'm, I'm opposed to this level of social engineering. You know, these parents obviously aren't, and I think that's So what should they like do
1: that. with what should they do with the four-year-old who's now a six-year-old who wants to be a girl? Feels as a. And what should they do? Like lock him in his room, put him on the naughty well, step, ground him. What? Uh, uh, well, one, do look into the uh, social
10: engineering aspect of it and where they stand within that. And to um, start thinking about the outcomes for the child's mental health down the line and maybe parent the child into being what he was born to be. And that is obviously
1: his biological nature, you know. But I'm assuming that they have done all of that in a very gentle, fragile and tender way and are, and are very, very scared of the journey ahead, incidentally.
10: Yeah, life is not fragile and mental, Neil. You know that and I know that, you know. And i think I think they're doing i don't I personally don't think that those parents are doing that child any favors personally, but like I'm talking about that point today in twenty twenty two but if the more money that goes into this social engineering i'll maybe you know in time they'll come after people like me, and you know
1: social engineering, the psychological manipulation of people into performing actions. Or divulging yeah. confidential information, how do you get from how there's a big jump from that to somebody feeling trapped in their own body?
10: It's it's the encouragement, okay, of instead of the following a path of logic, they're following a path of illogic, okay? That that would define the aspect of social engineering. Now who the question is who is benefiting from this level of social engineering in Irish society. Who is? Who, the, who is the beneficiary to changing Irish society to, to the point where mental illness is, is, is lauded in society instead of, um, <laughs> instead of dealing with the true scientific nature that men are men and women are biologically women. And if I was a woman, actually, quite honestly, I would be very disturbed with the level of males taking up Um, female roles dressed like uh,
1: females. And there are women who are very worried about that, considering that they have fought so hard for equal rights as women. They feel that there are men now who are... But in this case, we're talking about young boys. But in the case of...
10: Go back to my point. Ultimately, this is an attack on the feminine, the true nature of femininity, what's going on, this social engineering. Women, once again, are being pushed to the side Boy, this LGBTQ XYZ what, whatever. But okay,
1: but you. what if, for instance, you were able... I don't think anybody would have an issue with have somebody having an opinion. Say, for instance, if... like, like right now, you know. For women, you're, you're thinking on behalf of women. women. I know. You're like Brenda Power in a recent column. I'll come back to that in a minute. She said the same, that women were losing all of the rights they had because yeah. of men... Encroaching. Uh, okay, but what if what if it was a case? Because uh, I need to take a break. It's one final question. What if it was a case if you were able to say, for instance, I always feel and will never ever be convinced that a man is always going to be a man and a woman is always biologically going to be a woman. But I'm okay with a man identifying as woman. Can
10: an orange be a banana and a banana be an orange? All right. Okay. All right, my man. Appreciate your thoughts. One other point, Neil. Why is the INTO not supporting Enoch Burke?
1: Because he broke because, a court order, man. It's not to do well, with... Hang this. on a
10: second. Wait, well, just go back a step there. No, Neil. He, he wouldn't accept the, the child's mental illness. And he was brought into... A, he was heading into a disciplinary thing and kicked out of the school and all that, right?
1: Is that deemed but to be I'm a mental illness? You're, a tra- you're throwing theory. in these bombs. There's a training video
10: done by the INTO that came out over the summer and it's to do with this policy of of transgendering children in, this, in, in the in a school setting now I think the INTO need to back the hell up and stop parenting our kids
1: ok alright parents parents our kids right cheers my man text sto eight six eight one zero four one zero six. thanks Timmy calls on the way
0: get it off your chest Call Neil Brenderville now on
1: 818 Red FM. Okay, it's getting out of hand. What's to stop, let's say, a top male rugby player uh, the month before the Women's World Cup saying that he identifies as female and when it's over, changing back, says Frank. Uh, Enoch Burke is dead right. It's just become the latest trendy thing to do to jump on the transgender bus and you can't speak against anything to do with it or you will be ridiculed or worse. Uh, seriously, Neil, it's a load of cause, Wallop. There's a trend in Australia that has started people identifying as feline and someone complaining that another person stood on her tail. Now, seriously, if you identify as a cat, go and climb a tree. Uh, Stupid people pandering to this kind of tripe says Caroline. Can't come on air. I'm at work. Why is it that Neil sounds completely captured by this trans ideology? It's pathetic to hear him. What about women and girls rights? Let me just tell you. Uh, a lot of what I do has to do with the, about fairness and balance. I don't want to have complete and utter one-way free-for-alls or one-way pylons. And I'm happy to take the heat on that and defend. You know, try to just keep things on track and balance and give everybody an opportunity. Because this is not about me or my thoughts or my beliefs in any way, shape or form. This is about you guys. Back to the phone lines we go. Linda's on four, Mick's on three. I'll talk to Mick in a second. Linda, good morning.
11: Hi, Neil. How are you? Firstly,
1: thank you for holding because I know you have a busy day and I uh, appreciate that. So go ahead.
11: Um, I just, okay, I was just making a general statement before I listened to the last man. Timmy. Now, Timmy, after, spent, after hearing Timmy for five minutes, I have just, I've never been so angry.
1: I'm sorry about that. I would have put you on the air at the same time as him as I'd known that, so my apologies.
11: To be honest, I was sitting, I'm sitting in my car and I'm absolutely fuming. First off, as a woman, Jimmy does not get to have the right to speak for me and say that the trans community are somehow infringing on my rights. He's a man. He's, it's cis men who have always been infringing on the rights of women, not trans women or trans men. First off, secondly, Enoch refuse refu- refused trespass in a school on school property. Anyone else who did that would have been arrested there and then and put on some sort of live register he should not be even given airtime that man this case it shouldn't be given airtime because all it's doing is affecting a young child who is already vulnerable trying to do his, their junior search or their leaving search and get on with their lives and identify how they want i think it's really unfair how we're treating this young, this family and i think it's really unfair how we're treating that child's parents for, for supporting their child in a, and I'm sure it must be one of the most difficult uh, decisions or experiences a, a person can ever have. Yeah, you heard that email um, that
1: I read out from a family whose who's son... I,
11: yeah. Anyway, we want to say to that those parents, if they're listening I think they're doing an amazing job and fair play to them. Um.
1: You gotta, you gotta, you gotta face up though to the fact that there are many people believe that a four year old or a five year old or a six year old is in no position at that young age to be able to term, determine their their um, sex or gender as being wrong.
11: Psychologically, in child's development, um, four, five, and six are actually the age that a child comes into their own and becomes aware of who they are and how they identify.
1: No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that. But time after time that's what that, people say
11: I know that's what people say but the evidence but those people would be the first people to go oh my daughter knows she likes to play with dolls at five because that's normal but when their daughter might someone that was born their daughter might identify more as male at that point they can't respect that That it's, it's hypocritical um
0: like, years
1: ago, years ago, I don't know, years ago, wouldn't it have been if somebody felt like that very young, they ultimately would grow up to be gay? Yeah?
11: Um, okay. I think, I don't, I think it's, I I don't know how yeah. to answer that.
1: Um, no, not, nor do I. I, I mean, and... I'm just wondering, but, just like so, because people say the that there's extent, that they're too young or they're being manipulated, but ne- never, never in this email from the parents of the four, five, six year old, he's six now, did they ever talk about the influences of social media or TikTok or videos or friends or things like that? It was
11: you, okay. So I grew up in the '80s in Catholic Ireland. I'm a lesbian. I came out as a lesbian at 18. I knew I was a lesbian at 12. I never met a lesbian until I was about 16, um, everyone around me was straight, everyone around me was gender conformist like I wasn't influenced by those people yeah. on certain issues you don't get influ- like influence on TikTok is not the same as being surrounded by a society that does it. that's working actively against you yeah. or listening to no offence to a media that has calls that are so damaging to young people and their families, who are already in a vulnerable position, and already feel like they're fighting for their lives. Sometimes, I I'm so angry that Timmy was even on your show. To be honest, because what he said about gay people, about trans people, about everyone he has an issue with. Because he spent about ten minutes going down a YouTube and found, going down a YouTube manhole, probably went on crap, and has. And found a buzzword about social engineering. I literally have, to, I'm doing a degree in social science, and I can say everything he said about social engineering is the opposite of what's actually happening in society. Because society is built around normal, patriarchal, But do you have any,
1: do you, okay, but he did make an interesting point, though, that he said, and Brenda Power picked up it in it in a recent column where I, I may mean, not have to find the paragraph always, about. about a what?
11: Or a temple, because Brenda Power is always. So liberal and open-minded about everyone.
1: You're being on, you're sorry. being you're being funny about that, is it?
11: I'm, I'm being a little facetious. You about are, Brenda yeah, Power. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Go on. What was what were you saying about Brenda Power? What she was uh,
1: she was saying um, once men get a foothold into women's sports. This was at the time of the rugby debate. Um, with the support of other women incidentally there'll be no such thing as women's sport nor will there be women's prisons, women's refuges, women's changing rooms, women's bathrooms, women's safety, women's rights the irony is that if trans women were, really were women, then they'd understand why women need their own safe spaces, sports and shelters. Growing up in a female body means internalizing the constant re- reality of male strength, anger, aggression and entitlement. She made the point somewhere in the article that this is a worry for women who have for many hundred years, many hundred years tried to push for equal rights against men uh, and that they would be giving it up to men who want to be women.
12: Yeah, where
11: would what's Brenda's view so on how women were treated in the laundries? Because she defends the church. How women were treated. Brenda does not look out for women. I'm sorry, she is the anti-feminist. And the truth is, trans women have been looking out for cis women's bodies and cis women's safety for their own safety as well for much longer than the likes of Brenda Power or Annie Turf.
1: But do you not think that there's any woman at all would have a kind of a fear or a worry or a double no. take at a man in a woman's dressing room or toilet? I
11: No. Oh. Well, okay. first, yeah, I would 100% if there was a man in a woman's toilet, I would be very nervous and question it. Having said that, Neil, a trans woman is not a man. And you can't equate the two. A trans woman is a woman.
1: And yeah, trans- but uh, do, yeah. does it? But they, they also talk, and she speaks as well about opportunistic men in women's bathrooms. So, I mean, like, no, nobody could stop anybody saying. Actually, yeah,
11: I, 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 like, as a woman looking at that, I think that's ridiculous because okay. most of the rapists, men, just don't have to go out of their way to go into a woman's bathroom. Most men don't bother; they just pick up a woman probably at home, rape and abuse and attack them that way. They don't go to the bother of going through hormones and experiencing prejudice just to go and attack women. That's not reasonable. That's a very but, but, but I
1: wouldn't have to do any of that, would I though, Linda? I would just say I, I'm presenting as, as a woman. And on that basis I can walk in, isn't
11: it? Well you're not but in that case you're not a trans woman. You're, th- you're comparing um, um, an, a cis man to a trans woman, and they're not the same thing. A no. trans woman is a woman, and experiences a much more difficult life than a cis man ever will understand, or that, quite frankly, the likes of Power with or Timmy, especially, sitting at home on his YouTube learning
1: late, the latest buzzword. And even for a four-year-old, you think that that is not an alarming age to be making these these calls, or a five-year-old or a six-year-old, you're thinking actually this is fundamentally important, because that's when people at that young, young age pick up on gender identity, is it?
11: Well, I, th- I think that we need to understand that young people have minds and brains of their own, and I think that might, like, I just think that It's not fair to not support them and whoever they, whoever they want to be. Like everyone's told, you can be anything when you grow up. Or, but you're not. But then automatically, you're told you can't be non-binary, or you can't be the gender you're not.
1: So, so to people who believe that you cannot change gender, that you're born a man, you will always be a man you are born a woman, you're always going to be a woman. What would you say?
11: I think that's their experience. I don't think it's up to us to judge someone else's experience. And also, I think the science proves otherwise, and the evidence.
1: Okay, let me but, talk to Mick and Bant here. Thanks, Linda. Cheers for that. Mick, good morning. You. Hello, uh, Neil. How are you, keeping? Very good, very good. Uh, course, you have a story, is it? A politician called to the house, was it?
6: Yeah, um, a week and a half ago, half seven in the evening, I, rang, I went out and I wasn't expecting anyone, and it was a local politician. Um, and he says, Oh, I'm here for the, the local elections. And I was kind of looking at him, I said, Well, this one of the elections, right? Well, he says, I'm oh, another two years, but I'm making a head start. <laughs> so that's fair enough. I took his leaflet and shook his hand and said, Thanks very much, and, everything, and we are just talking. And I said, Look, this is any subjects, what well, about, like, you know, anything you want to bring up, Randy and like, you know. So the subject of transgender came up. And he was, he was home on the heart and home. he didn't want to answer any questions. And I, the final question I asked him was Can you define what a woman is? Because I have three young daughters while are going to school. Yeah. And I think it's very. I'm afraid for the future of coming up, because like, like, as you got a text early on from a grandfather saying, What happens if? a child is in the toilet and this man comes up in the dress, he wants to walk in, what are you going to do with like? it? So I asked this politician.
1: But those, those that support his right to be her would say, you'll have no fear with that person in the wide earthly world because they identify as female. So don't worry about it. They believe to be female. So your son or your daughter, your daughter in your case, has no worries.
6: Well, first of all, their belief doesn't override our beliefs. Like, Look, I have friends, I'm very level, I have friends who are gay, bisexual and stuff, okay? I have actually relations as well. Um, something in the dress there it should not be discriminated against getting, getting jobs or what you call it or anything else. I don't think, to, it's against the law, I anyway, know, discriminated. Like. Yeah. But you can't, it's a, it's a fact, and it's not. It's, just because you're feeling that you're different doesn't change biological fact. There's only two genders, and you cannot change. Your, so your, daughter, your daughters, worried, like, your like, daughters like, probably Your daughters, yeah, and they're I'm very worried, so g- I want son. But, like, that email that you wrote out about parents,
1: yeah.
6: it's a parent's job to guide your children. Like, my youngest knows it. Don't,
1: don't ask me to read the whole thing out again. Oh, yeah, no, but, no. I no, mean, no, like, it's my, very evident to I, me I, that I they heard, are doing... my children. Yeah.
6: Yeah. My children, when they were young, should they all played with. I have one son and should they, three girls, and they all played with each other's toys when they were young. And when they get older, they know who they are and stuff.
1: Are you but saying four, that they six six should old, not have allowed him I to go out you, wearing. How d- many
6: 6 year do you know that believe in Santa
1: Claus? Listen, I don't want to be going into Santa Claus. Santa Claus and is you know a real person. I mean? He lives a up on the North Does Pole North. and he's coming to everybody's house at Christmas time and we're all being yeah, good yeah. boys but and well, girls. I know right? that. I know that. Let's. let's, let's but do
6: you know what I'm saying? And we'll all you know get our I'm selection saying.
1: boxes and you will get coal if you don't behave yourself.
6: <laughs> but me, you know what I'm saying. So.
0: But,
1: um, I know what I don't want you to say.
6: But but oh, Daddy Manny, I'm a dog. But you're supposed Okay, you're a dog. You can be whatever you want, love. You're there as a parent, you're to guide your child. No, it's a free for all. You could be anything you want. You cannot be anything you want. All right. Okay. Okay. Um, so, if, and your son,
1: says, if your son wants to wear makeup and a dress and high heels, what are you going to do about that?
6: That's his own business. Like, he's old enough. He'd be old enough um, to make his own decisions. Like,
1: so where, um, where's the problem mean? then? You just said that it's okay for your son um, to wear makeup and yeah. dress and high heels.
6: You're <laughs> completely okay. Problem with uh, men in sports, men in female sports, men in... And by the way, I'm not speaking for... I'm speaking for myself and my family. I don't speak on behalf of other women, but I have heard other women, straight women, lesbian women, come out and said they don't agree. Uh, men, trans, trans, genderism men in women's prisons men in women's and do,
1: and do they ever comment on women who who trans to men the other way
6: well they do it's the same but like same. Yes, you know it seems to be all about men because okay. okay as far as there's more of an issue because it's more dangerous for men to play a women's sports. to see um because they could win the women, women could get actually
1: hurt I know, I know and we dealt with that some weeks ago so, yeah, so, uh, yeah.
6: and by the way can I just say about just finally know, I'm you know, over time I know yeah. the conversation started with the teacher I think, but besides you heard of Jordan Peterson yes yeah this is how he came kind of famous a few years ago in Canada he was a lecturer in a college very smart man
1: yeah, I think he's actually and doing. Law, I think he's actually. I think he's in Dublin soon. Actually, he's got a big well, sell out Yeah, yeah that's right.
6: That's yes, yeah. right. Okay. Um, look, okay. Just, just, make, just, just sure twenty, 20, twenty seconds,
1: thought, Mick. Just use the time. I have yeah. to go.
6: So, a law was coming to force that he had to uh, say the words they, them, whatever, to, to, you know, a different pronoun. No, he said if he wants this, he would, but he won't be forced by law. This is the first time in um, Canadian and British history that. You're making it north that you have to say a word to someone.
1: Yeah, and, for, and you figure think for that, 10. Enoch Burke got, was sent to jail. Okay.
6: Oh well, i well. I know. Would, I know. I was, uh, it, it was contempt of court. it. was contempt of court. All right. Yeah, thanks, yeah.
1: Mick. Appreciate it. Back after eleven. Text 6 eight one zero four one zero six.
6: I'm Rory
13: and I'm Valerie, and you can join us for the very best in local, national, and international sports every weekend on the Big
8: Red Bench.
0: That's the Big Red Bench every Saturday and Sunday from six on Corks Red FM one zero four to one zero six Red FM. This is the Neil.
1: Okay, busy morning this morning as usual, and uh, a lot of topics that I had planned I won't get to because I'm just following the calls and the emails, which is what we do, and that's the way to do it. Um, And uh, I will come back to other texts and emails in a few minutes' time, but i got a WhatsApp call from Paula who joins me by WhatsApp. Paula, good morning. Good morning, Neil. How are you? I'm well. Now, firstly, before we deal with what Timmy was saying a little earlier on, did you have an opportunity to hear the family who sent me the email um, about their son, who um I did. It was different different and unique at the age of four? Yeah? Yeah, okay. I did. Okay. I did. Okay. So can you relate um, I, to much I, of that? Go ahead.
13: I can, but I, no, I won't use my daughter's name because she doesn't want me to use the name at the moment. But... Um, like, I suppose for her, um, I wouldn't have noticed or felt there was anything different when she was like primary school. But it was kind of coming into puberty where where it began. And, um, you know, it, it, it's been a long journey. It's taken a number of years, really, for her to be brave enough to um, explain what mm-hmm. she was going through. But I suppose what angered me is that if you haven't gone through it or seen your own child go through it, it's very easy to say that this is a trend or a fad. I, it's not. It's very, very real when yeah, you're watching know, but
1: somebody go Lots of texts people who don't agree with it or don't get it and don't agree with it feel that it yeah, is. Yeah, and
13: I I understand Like, there's a lot of people that don't get it. I probably wouldn't fully get it if I didn't have a, a, a trans female daughter, do you know? Yeah. Um, so let's back up I now, think th-
1: Let's back up there for those that... You know, or, or maybe picking yeah. up and learning on this topic and subject. Your your trans daughter was born male.
13: Male, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Se- and sexually very male,
13: much sexually male, yeah. Sex, yeah, yeah. yeah. So the the I, the way they put it, I suppose that they were they were assigned the sex of Correct. a boy when born.
1: Yeah, birth, right. Birth was assigned the sex of a boy.
13: Yeah. Yeah. And I would have thought, you know, having two older children, uh, she was the youngest child. I would have thought she was very boyish, like in comparison to my older son. I would have said there was, you know, she was a real, a real boy, you know. Yeah. Um, but I can remember her like being in play school and saying things to me like we'd be walking home and she'd say things like, you know, when I grow up, mommy, I'm going to be a mommy. I want to be a mommy. You know, I Very want young. to be like you. Yeah. Now, yeah. you, you, yeah, and you would just think, ah, that's just a four or five year old. You know,
1: bit of I hero worshiping going on there, yeah.
13: yeah. <laughs> um, but as 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 things progressed, uh, I started noticing things like, I mean, the hairdresser was a big one because you know you're always cutting boys' hair for school and stuff, and like it got to a stage where she physically ran out of the hairdressers, like physically ran away, like in that, do not cut my hair. like mm-hmm. So that. then I thought, oh, that's just a phase. You know, you want long hair and all the rest of it. And then it started where just didn't want to go to school. There was self-harming. There was, you could tell that she was in turmoil.
1: At age? At what age are we talking right? about at this stage?
13: That would have been maybe 14.
1: Right. Okay. Just, uh, just 13, starting now maybe first year, second year kind of thing, yeah.
13: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you do think, you know, as a parent, kind of first year, second year, you know, they're, they're adapting to a lot and there's a lot going on. And so you don't think of trans or anything like that. Yeah. Well, I didn't because yeah. I had to. Although this is it. only
1: four years ago. So at what stage then did you say, OK, we need to sit down and talk this through?
13: Yeah, she had mentioned on and off at different times to me that I think I want to be a girl. I feel I want to be a girl. And I suppose as a parent, you're kind of, okay. you don't want to read too much into it in case it is just a phase. And then in another way, you're like, what if this is really real? And then I began to realize this is really real. And was there much media
1: coverage of this um, topic? No, no, no,
13: no, no. No, and they would have been, it would have been, it, w- it definitely wouldn't have been trendy. It definitely wouldn't have been, oh, you know, I just want to be different or, you know, looking for attention or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It would have been more, why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? What's wrong with me?
1: So you had that conversation then at some stage, yeah?
13: We had that conversation um, and then... um she, you know, I mean, I suppose we we were watching the turmoil, the upset, the kind of, you know, I felt at one stage, you know, God, what do I do about this? Um, you know, who do I talk to? Because I'm going to be standing over her grave. That's how bad it was.
1: And as a parent, then, you're thinking, well, counselling might help here or maybe psychological intervention yeah. or something like that.
13: Yeah, I did. I, 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 I kind of, you know, it's hard because... You kind of, you know, you're like, Do I tell people well, they think I'm crazy? How do you kind of even relate with yourself? Not a mind reaching out to people. So I did I did find a, a counsellor um who has been brilliant, has been working with her for a couple of years now. But um it, because it, it, I suppose she found it very hard to express. She couldn't even express herself what was going on within, within her. But what I can see is like through the counselling and through our support, once once she knew she had our support and the family's support, the difference in that child was unbelievable.
1: It, it was gave her, like Did it give a, her wings then to express herself more openly?
13: It gave her wings and it's like it was like a tonne weight had been lifted
1: okay. off her shoulder. How, how, did she, she, how, how, how did she embrace that? What did she do?
13: She well, she decided herself that um she was going to come out in school, which I thought was really brave. I mean, we were really really scared because you know I mean kids can be so cruel. Um, and that she wanted the teachers to address her in the female pronoun, and the school were absolutely amazing. The support, and I would say. Like, that that helped so much. They have no idea. Um, She was happier. She was happier to go into school. She was happier to get on with her stuff, you know. Mm. Um, And I just thought it was immensely brave because while she had a few close friends who it really wouldn't bother them, Um, you know, there'd be a lot of guys that it, it would bother. And I'm sure she... I had got grief, she didn't tell me about it. But she was very much of the view, you know, if if you don't like me you don't like me, but this is who I am. And I suppose we encouraged that all the way as well. Mm. We felt, we, you know, to have that support and to say, I am very proud of you. Okay, so, so you. It's, yeah,
1: I, yeah. I, you did that as a family, of course. And that yeah. that mirrors what an email parent is saying here. Our journey ahead is very scary because I already know the yeah. awful judgment and bullying that my son is going to face. Um, he, yeah. He's he, he He is six years old now. And will, I believe, trans, um, and, and, um, and, and become and identify as female and as a woman. So they're, you're, you're well ahead of them now at this stage, obviously.
13: I am, yeah, I am at this stage, but um, I have heard of um, other people with children in, the, say, the primary school level, where, um, you know, they, it, it's very real for the child. Because the somebody child said by
1: text very, here, yeah. yeah, no, and this it is primary, this is six-year-old, because somebody says... I yeah, actually, it is, yeah, six, yeah. yeah I, I, I forgot about this. Where is the where is the text? I can't find it, but it's, it's, it's words along the line. <coughs> six-year-old girls don't even wear... Makeup, or don't even wear, um, uh, you know, um, may, um, do their hair up, or th- that, that so. Wear shoes, makeup, and dresses and heels. Even a six-year-old girl doesn't do that. Never mind why you're allowing your son at the age of six to wear makeup, dresses, and heels. Well, what do you think of a text like that?
13: Well, I mean, I I think it comes back to you know, it's kind of like a. Um, you Know, give the girl a doll to play with and give the boy a truck. I mean, what's wrong with a six year old boy dressing up and putting on high heels? Do you know what I mean? I'm sure there's because kids they say that, 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 that even a six year old
1: girl wouldn't go out to the shops wearing dress nails and makeup and heels.
13: I don't know, really. Um, Maybe some little 60 year olds would, you
1: know? Right, okay. No, I'm just... just, Is it not the same
13: as putting on a a Batman outfit or a, you know, superwoman outfit, you know? Is it not the same thing? It's just a child expressing themselves, you know? Yeah,
1: yeah. I I suppose that some people feel, uh, here's another one, that it's the parents that are pushing and and I'm just curious with your own thoughts on that, because yeah like if if, if you look at it from that point of view how was everybody when when you, you know when she started to go to school and was using a different bathroom? no problem with that either
13: um i I think they have they definitely had one communal bathroom gotcha. anyway yeah. in that yeah. school, yeah. okay, yeah. so I'm not sure how that would have worked yeah. um I suppose where I find it very difficult is like if you wanted to go swimming now. Like it's much scarier for her to go into a male dressing room than it is to come into a female dressing room. Of course,
1: room. yeah, of course it would be.
13: You know, yeah. it's much scarier. I mean, I I don't understand these females going, oh trans, and oh you know, as if as if trans people are out to to you know do damage to other women. They're not. They they
1: just a lot of the texts though that I get whenever this topic comes up. Paula, apologies for inter, for interrupting, is is that yeah. people are worried about the damage being done to the child.
13: Well, I mean, here's the thing. I think it's much more damaging and it would be much more damaging long term if I think that those parents are right in this. They're just going with it at the moment because that child is very young. They are just going with it and they'll just have to go along with it. But I it kind of outrages me when people go, oh, it's parents and parents. Listen, my life would be a lot simpler and I wouldn't be half as worried or fearsome for the future for my child if she had remained male as born. But that really, that isn't going to happen. That is a reality now for me. So like as a parent, it's a lot simpler if you're not dealing with this.
1: Yeah, it would be. But
13: when you are dealing with it, you do have to... Um, be real about it, you know. And you know, there's people out there in the world that's going to hurt them and judge them, and um, you know, and 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 people thinking. I'm sure, like everything, Neil, that there is a tiny minority whereby it is a phase or a fad or a trend. Because for the vast majority of people. It is not. Why it, is it is real. Yeah,
1: but see all of the text then, and you, you did mention one of the words that are used in some of the texts and that is, it's trendy now. Why is it all happening now? And it wasn't 10, 15, 20, 30 years ago. And how much is and the I, influence yeah, of, of your TikToks and your Instagrams and your influencers having on children?
13: I think I have thought about that a lot um, myself as well. And my own view is that it probably was always there, Neil. It just wasn't spoken about. If you think back to our day, you're in or around the same age as me, growing up, like, it was illegal to be gay. It It didn't mean there wasn't gay people. It didn't mean there wasn't gay clubs. You know, um, it's just that it, it wasn't spoken about. And I think... Like children have grown up with the whole social media with, you know, it's very, very different to the the way we were brought up. And so I think it's just expressed more now and spoken about more now.
1: And is it like, I I think
13: it was always there. It was just hidden.
1: Is it like having a different child now, the difference?
13: Um the, the different, I suppose, from the point of view of happiness.
1: Happiness contentment, is what I mean,
8: yeah.
13: And yeah, absolutely, absolutely, 100%. And I have no doubt if we didn't give the support we've given and uh, try and get all the support we can for ourselves and for her to work through this, I have no doubt I would be standing over a grave.
1: Oh, no man, doubt. That's incredible, isn't it? Yeah.
13: It is frightening because
1: that's amazing you would unless, say that as a parent, because those that disagree with yeah, you, then that's the price that they're asking people to pay.
13: That's the price. And it's, it's going back to, you know, let's pretend it's not happening or, you know, and look at the damage of let's pretend it's not happening has done to so many people, you know, women getting pregnant, being put in homes, you know, people that are that were gay, being told, you know, you'll grow out of it. You must go the traditional route of families that have been destroyed because of that. Um, And unless I had gone through this and seen my daughter go through this, I don't think I'd get it either. And I'm not asking people to get it. But what I'm saying is you don't have to understand it. I'm not asking you to understand it, but I think you should be accepting. I mean, what harm is it doing to you or to anybody else?
1: Okay, I have more texts and calls on it. I certainly do. It has all started with the the teacher Enoch Burke. Do you have a thought on Enoch Burke being in prison now for contempt of court because of this?
13: Well, you know, he breached a court order, blatantly breached a court order, you know. So, yeah, he should be. Yeah. in prison what you happens know, with you, a teacher break... who
1: refuses yeah absolutely this is judicial system working but what happens if a teacher does not wish to use the term they
13: but i don't understand like is a teacher not there to to educate like does it, it is it really going to bother the teacher that you refer to somebody as she
1: i guess he could quit the job i suppose
13: Yeah, I mean, this is about education and educating our children, not just in the academic sense of being more accepting of people, you know? Yeah. Okay. Would you want a teacher like that, teaching your child?
1: Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, well, just wonder, where do you park your own beliefs, your own philosophy, your own morals? Um, Probably outside the workplace, I would have thought, wouldn't you? Like you would... I w-
13: have. I would add absolutely
1: yeah, yeah okay. absolutely
13: as a teacher as an educator you know
1: okay okay um, good stuff yes. listen uh, thanks for sharing Paula I hope it gives people a bit more insight into much. how difficult it can be in yeah. in your case a wonderful outcome and a happy life which is terrific
13: yeah so far anyway we we'll okay. keep going <laughs>
1: Thanks Paula take okay, care okay thanks Lee.
13: Bye, bye. Megan
1: good morning Megan can you hear me okay Hello? yeah there you are go ahead just ahead of the ad break um, your Five. thoughts. This all started with uh, Enoch Burke ending up in in prison for contempt of court. But anyway, go ahead.
12: Hi, good morning. First of all, I just wanted to say that as a teacher myself, as an educator and someone who studied the child psychology, I can't disagree more, obviously, that he couldn't contain. As an educator, he, he tried to impose his beliefs on... Children, there is absolutely there is no arguing about that.
1: no. He, he cannot nor should not do that. Is what you're saying?
12: He cannot. That, that there is no arguing. No, no, not in this day and age. Let's put it this way: this is just waste of time for you and for me and anyone else to argue that no, he had the right. To, no, he had no right whatsoever to deny the child's simple human right, his or hers, to be referred as he or. She, I, I, I'm sorry. So how that, then?
1: I, so how then has the teacher been treated wrongly? You're saying.
12: However, however, not necessarily. It means that the law was right in this case, and or the court order was right in this case, or whatever, because he had to be. It has to be dealt with. It can be dealt with in different manner, also. He did it. Let's put it this way: uh, that first of all, he did it for religious I think it's for religious belief, and religion shouldn't enter the educational institutions altogether. This is this is not acceptable. But n- n- not. Uh, yeah,
1: but we anymore. we accept other people's religious beliefs if they are bothered no. or upset by a cross or a crucifix or ornamentation representing the Catholic Church. I mean, we've heard this yeah, many but- times before. People of other religions. Yeah. yeah. So no, no
12: but, but it can't be. It can't. We've be had parents
1: who have an issue course. with Catholic schools having Virgin Mary stat- statues in the halls of the schools because they're and non-Catholic and and people, people.
12: And that's what I'm saying that, that there is sh- religion shouldn't enter um, schools or education. Yeah, but but
1: but it, but it, do it does. And in, in, case, in cases in wrong. the past, crucifixes have been taken out of classrooms because parents objected. Or a Virgin Mary statue has been taken out of the common area of the school because parents are
12: Rightly so What, What is the Virgin Mary doing in the classroom? It should be in the hall, in the bedroom, or in the house. It is religion, like anything else. It is very personal thing, isn't it? And um, there should, and it should, not absolutely shouldn't get on a, in a way of education. That's a whole other matter. So
1: well, it becomes divisive if 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 you have a school where there are Catholic children and Catholic parents bringing them to the school. Why? But why, should, co-
12: why should children and parents bring their beliefs and religion? Well, the problem why is if it's another Wait, hang on a second. The problem is if it's
1: somebody from another religion who's doing the objecting, I'm saying.
12: What I'm saying is that why shouldn't we? There shouldn't be Virgin Mary or the Buddha or whoever else. Why can't we just remember that, first of all, and most of all, we're human beings and we bring our children there to learn the laws of physics, to learn the law of gravity not to learn that um, the, whoever had immaculate conception or whoever believes in whatever. I got you. I know where you're going. Okay. Yeah, that, okay. Let's, let's it is remember. not a place let's for religion. Now. Yeah.
1: Okay. Okay.
12: It is not school, okay. education. This is, this. as long as religion has, has an influence on education, there will be a casualty. But
1: how, d- yeah, work. okay. I understand. So no, there should However, be no. However. But then how then, has he, been, how then has he been, how then has he been treated about wrongly?
12: Because oh, simply because this is getting untethered, as to say, it again, yes. with all respect for human rights of LGBT cohort and the people representing them and etc. If this issue is going, it's it's becoming now uh, like um, another age of the um crusade. It is. Uh, It's simply, yes, it is true, and I do agree that uh, people who disagree or who even dare to express to um, any sort of opinion that would not be promoting and championing LGBTs and people changing sexes and identifying like something else, like... a fish or a rooster, for instance, if they they are to do, if they wish. Yeah, to but do d- so, that deme- that demeans
1: that demeans people's trauma of of gender issues. If you include cats and roosters and fishes into it, in fairness, yes, it does. I mean, you, can, let, me you can stri- let me just let me just strip, strip it down, and you, I, no, I mean like I mean I, I think it's demeaning to include those. Let's just let's just strip the LGBTQ down. We do have an issue with somebody being lesbian. The L, of course,
2: of. No.
1: Also, oh, park that. I Do would, you have somebody? The G. Somebody the G word. The gay. Home.
12: I have friends. Okay. I have best friends who are um, um, who identify okay. as so, someone. Else. What I'm saying is that you to, cannot deny people to express their opinions. And that teacher, in particular, however wrong he was, not necessarily he he is absolutely. I mean, there is there is no doubt that he's wrong. But he cannot be kept in jail. He has to be again going from the perspective of educating people. This man also actually has to be educated. He has to be educated that he has no right to bring his religious beliefs into the classroom,
1: he was told. He be but co- but he if he was told all of that, on. and he still goes to the school, and he was told, "Don't go to the school because we're having a disciplinary tribunal," and he was still he goes called, to the workplace.
12: What he called? Was he called police on? Did police try to restrain him? Did um, did the parents try to do? Um, what I'm trying to say that LGBT things they are becoming. They are taking a little bit uh, form of the positive discrimination. Unfortunately, all over the world. That, and also, do I do you believe remember, that it's too
1: much power then. On, on, ba- on the basis but, that, that do you those... Remember,
12: do you remember however cliché it is that power corrupts and absolute power corrupts absolutely. Remember that. So if we give, if someone, the same way as religious institutions all over the world, when they're given that power, they will uh, abuse it. The same way any group of people whenever they are given any sort of power they will come to abuse it they don't call, they call it they don't call system.
1: it abusive power though they would say it is about equal rights and living their lives equal as they wish
12: truly truly let's put it this way uh, again with absolute championing and welcoming and and advocating their rights for being and expressing themselves however i'm mother of sons and daughters um, when my child goes to going back to the lady who said that uh, she brought her granddaughter to the toilet and 18 year old or 20 year old, doesn't matter, male by appearances, tried to enter the same toilet and she tried to, excuse me, she tried to block his way. Yeah. She, she had absolute right to do so. And his, uh, his explanation that he identifies as a woman, I'm sorry. Does he still carry his penis around with him, and does this penis get erected, or do you know what is truly, indeed, is happening in his head?
1: You think that there's ulterior no. motives going through his head?
12: No, I know not for a second I insinuate anything. What I'm saying, he does have penis between his legs. Her granddaughter was in that toilet. Her, she was concerned and, she, and let's forget about ulterior motives. Simply it is human right to feel safe in the area that's designated for them. It is my okay. human right yeah. to go to toilet and not to be exposed to the sight of the um, male genitalia. Okay, it?
1: Okay, it is. It is. Hold on there, Paul.
12: Yeah. Sorry.
7: Neil, how are we
1: yeah, on? Do you want to jump in there? Because I'm quite sure you would have a different opinion.
7: I, I just no, I just wanted to say quickly that wouldn't you think in this day and age for a country that claims to be so forward thinking, we would just let live and live like do you know what I mean? Be what you want to be. Jesus Christ, like when I was a young fella at five or six, I wanted to be Batman. I wasn't given a football and kicked down the street and told, don't you you can't be a Batman. Let kids be what they want to be. Like, they'll decide in time, you know?
1: It's fairly serious, I I, though. I, I, it's fairly serious, though, you know, when it's not just, you know, I want to wear a bat t- band co- costume. It's actually a five or a six-year-old boy wanting to transition to be a girl, you know, for I the rest of their lives.
7: So. I, I understand that, and I get that, but what, sure, what harm are they doing? Like, do you know what I mean? Live and let live, like, Jesus Christ, like, if we were all the same, like, and you only had the two sexes, my God, it would be a born old world we'd be living in, like, you know?
1: Yeah, an awful lot of people believe there are only two, are only two sexes. You're either born male or female, and you can't change that.
7: Ah, uh, you hear that all the time, like, you know, it was Adam and Eve, it wasn't Adam and Steve, or it wasn't this, it wasn't that, like, you know, things change, times change. If people want to identify as being a girl, leave them, like, and vice versa. Like, I, I personally, this is just me speaking, like, and I'd be considered an old-fashioned git. I don't see the harm in it. I know if it was any of my kids or whatever, like you'd back them, you'd support them to the hill. So what harm is it doing like? They might decide in four or five years' time they don't want to be a girl. They want to go back to being a boy again. Like leave them off, like you know. There's a lot more fucking worse things going on in the world nowadays. than okay. a young player wants to be a girl. Okay, That's refreshing point make, of view. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Paul. Megan, do you want to respond to that? Because I'm going to move on.
12: I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. However, when in cases like this, when something is concerning safety of people, there is more implications than just simply wearing the costume of a batman and flying off the roof, Mm. that... And also, there are human rights of everyone. There's okay. human rights of that person who identified as a male, and there's human rights of my daughter, who I wouldn't wa- who wouldn't want to witness male genitalia in her bathroom.
1: Thank you for that. Please Much obliged. Thank remember you. Remember yeah. that
12: we all have equal rights.
1: Okay, and all should be heard. Thanks, Megan. Thanks, Paul, and thank you to Paula. Back after the break. Text O eight six eight one zero four one zero six. Text on the way. Talk to Neil Prenderville now,
0: 818
1: Cork's Red FM. Uh, just because someone decided that they no longer along or want to be a boy or a girl, that's fine with them. But why should everyone have to accept and believe that choice? What they are born with is what I believe they are, no matter how much makeup, hair, etc. they have. I don't want my daughter sharing a toilet or dressing room with a boy that now thinks he's a girl. I also don't want them to be challenged on the field by a boy. With long hair and nails. If a straight boy uh, went into a girl's bathroom, he would and should be in trouble. What's the difference with a confused boy who thinks he's a girl going into a woman's dressing room or bathroom? Go off and be what you want, but stop pushing everyone else to believe that bull. Uh, It's confusion and their confusion, not ours. Um, but but for the record when you were born male you die a male when you're born female you die a female get all leftist PC bull off the air uh, says Gav and that's just a couple Uh, it's better that trans females feelings are hurt and say, a young girl being seriously hurt by a former male, say, for instance, playing female rugby, uh, says Pat. There's reams of texts like this, uh, another few. There's a brilliant documentary on YouTube called What is a Woman? by Matt Walsh. She went on the streets asking a transgender protest group what is a woman. No one could really answer honestly. It's worth watching. At morning, what happens if a transgender person decides to join a golf club while transitioning? What tea do they play off? <laughs> You've put a smile on my face with that one uh, Neil is pushing the message And thinks we should entertain this mass delusion, I see No, she's giving everybody a voice Just listen to the people you have on talking at the moment It's absolutely ridiculous Ireland is too old-fashioned And it's not that people don't understand Or that they're afraid of leaving the opposite sex into a public bathroom It's because they're undercover homophobes But won't admit it There's enough young people out there struggling with identity issues and it's affecting their mental health. If someone wants to identify as him, her, they, them, catfish, dog, it's their decision. It should be respected. If it's not having a personal impact on your life, then please leave them be. And just one more. When I was in McDonald's last week in London, I came out of the cubicle. There was a man just waiting to go in. I almost asked him if he was in the wrong place, but I stopped myself. I mean, he was in the ladies' toilet. I can tell you I didn't like it, not one bit. So where are we all going with this? If they have a right to go into ladies' toilets, it's scary. As if he was one of those bad people who intends to rape someone. says, Marie, it's awful. I'm I'm just wondering, are are you sure that it was female? Because you'd have male, female, or you could have communal as well. Just a curiosity, just a question. Uh, Text 0868104106. Um, The school in question is Church of Ireland. Um, And they are making no comment whatsoever. Yeah, I think earlier on, maybe I inadvertently said um, Catholic. Can I just tell you another story from earlier on this morning? Uh, We were, you know, we were talking about Burgess's cross down Killaway and it's a deadly, deadly road area. And there's been many, many accidents there. And I'm told also fatalities. Indeed, there was a crash there. Last night, Um, we were telling you about that and a girl who was almost crashed into and went home very upset. Uh, We also had the partner of one of those injured in last night's crash who got in touch to say uh, that um, she's back from CUH and out of hospital and doing okay, thankfully. And then another one said, I want to thank a gentleman called Declan from Clashmore who initially contacted me on Martha's phone to alert me about the incident. So this is um, one of the people whose partner was injured. Uh, somebody used his partner's phone to alert him. I also want to thank a gentleman called Peter from Yall who assisted us at the scene. The emergency services were very thorough and professional in their work and I'd like to express my gratitude to them as well. So this is a deadly piece of road apparently and the Transport Infrastructure Ireland, we contacted them this morning saying, guys, what's going on there? Um, you know, you've got to knock heads together and get it sorted because everyone in East Cork's talking about it. And they say that regarding Burgess's Cross, Transport Infrastructure Ireland engineers are meeting with local council engineers to discuss Burgess's Cross and what they're going to do about it. When? When are they meeting? Uh, Today. Today. Thanks, Seamus. Seamus made a call on that one. And hopefully that call will make all the difference. All right. So that's going to happen today. Meanwhile, uh, back to this morning's topic of conversation. Um... While talking to you on the air this morning, Kevin, uh, who works on the program, should not have brought in enoch burke 's family into the discussion That was a blatant misuse of his access to the airwaves, says John, and it was an attempt to influence opinion against Enoch and the burks it's Enoch is the subject, not his family or their beliefs in relation to transgenderism though it was all it was all about following the science during covid wasn 't it But science is ignored when it comes to the issue of transgenderism. Biology is biology. It is lunacy of the highest order to be able to identify as whatever you want and to expect others to be compelled to use different pronouns. It is obvious that the majority of the people in the world, not just Ireland, disagree with this corruption of younger people. But the consensus is that it isn't a majority. But it is. And this is due to the censorship and cancellation of anyone with an alternative opinion. It's good to hear you're having a discussion on this this morning on your morning show, Neil, and thank you for that. Remember James earlier on this morning, he was talking about having a cup of coffee and bumping into two school teachers, one a primary and one a secondary school teacher, and they were telling him how different it is uh, teaching children now. The female who teaches in primary school um, says that she is regularly, and has been in the past, spat at, um, told to F off. Um, they write things on the blackboard that's abusive and she sees it when she walks into the room uh, and can't control them. Oh, and also regularly gets kicked and slapped. I mean, how did it get that bad? Like, how how did that become? I'm not saying it's the norm because God knows, I'm sure that's not happening in every school, for God's sake. But how did it get that way at all? You know, and it must be a case of teachers literally... She must be afraid to go to work in the morning, going to school in the morning. Anyway, female and male physical bodies are different. The mind and thought process are a totally separate thing. It's very simple to understand if you think about it. Um, I'm going to have to read that text when I get off the air and sit down and think about it then. Uh, Build new schools for all of these types of people. I don't want kids listening to this crap in school. School is for reading, writing and sums. Not for trans issues. Kids will be scared going into the toilets next Next, at work, can't talk. Would you be happier if there were male, female and communal? Would you be happier if there were male, female and trans toilets? Would that take some of the fear out of it? Uh, Makes a change, doesn't it, to be talking about teaching uh, and not talking about teachers beating and abusing the children like in the past. And that's just a, a selection of a few. We'll come back to more of them throughout the course of the morning. Back after the break, text 868
0: The Neil Brendeville Show on Cork's Red FM. Our phone lines remain open after midday.
1: 818 Okay, I'm going to stay with this topic because I've only got maybe four, four and a half minutes left. So one final call on this and we'll pick up on everything else, all of the business, first thing in the morning. Uh, is it Eliza? Eliza, am I pronouncing it right? Eliza. Um, elise elisa, elisa yes. my apologies your thoughts right. on this please uh, last comment on it this morning um, yeah, it, it's, it's coming here with regards to your own sexuality as being lesbian am i right
5: yeah that's correct now my sexuality has nothing to do with my comment it's just that everyone's referring to this man in a dress that's showing up attempting to get into all these toilets and i think it needs to be made clear that um, a man in a dress is somebody who would be classed as a transvestite or a cross-dresser. Right. Not a transgendered person. A person who is transgendering to male or female, um, in this regard, it would be a male to female transgender person. They would not be classed as a man in a dress that is being thrown around so frequently this morning by people. And I think it is very frequently.
1: Reams of texts on that, actually. Yeah. saying uh, but, yeah. But, but for somebody... But there is confusion there nonetheless, though, as to knowing the difference.
5: Well, it's for people to educate themselves, really. Like, if they're going to be throwing around um, a a status like that of, like, a man in a dress. Like, I mean, there's a big difference there between someone who is transgendering and just a man in a dress, like a cross-dresser. I know, but how do you you tell
1: that to a parent, say, of a 15-year-old daughter, for instance? Uh, um, How do you identify somebody who is transvestite or trans? You see, they don't well,
5: know. Yeah, but that's like I mean, a fifteen-year-old can educate themselves online through for a lot of other things. So educating themselves for like uh, you know, understand like a lot of the transgender community. I um, see that they are not part of the LGBT, and I, I respect that um, because they're that put through more of your sexual identity. Uh, your than your gender, but
1: yeah, um, LG lesbian, gay, bisexual, bisexual does not yeah. have an issue with uh, gender birth.
5: Yeah, that's yeah, correct.
1: Yeah, so there, yes. there, there also is a call for LGB to be separate from T.
5: Um, that's the, well, from my own understanding, from friends that I have that are transgender, that's because a lot of them identify themselves as straight. So once they transgender and they are transgendering from male to female, then they are a straight female woman, and so then they don't see themselves as part of the lesbian, gay,
1: bisexual. I know. Can you can you can you see because this is new to an awful lot of people and it's happening so fast? It's a fairly rapid pace of change, mm-hmm. and you see how people are afraid or, or worried or concerned. You, that we this morning have been talking about a four-year-old who's now six, uh, who mm-hmm. is on the who is on the the process of change at six. Yeah,
5: and I mean I know like, going from my own story that from a very young age I knew that my sexuality was different from others, but I just couldn't understand it. And at the time when I was growing up, I was saying what McCarroll said, I was pulling things apart to figure how they all worked. And I thought I was a boy and I was thinking I'm doing boy things. You know, maybe I'm a boy. But as I kind of put that to one side and left it in a box for me to do, but when I was older, I then realised that I'm not a boy. I'm actually a girl who likes other girls and I'm, you know, I'm a lesbian.
1: But in twenty twenty two there's a worry that a parent might hear somebody say, I think I'm a boy, you turned out to be not a boy, but lesbian. Yeah. And might encourage yeah. them to believe that they are a boy.
5: Yeah. But at that time I recognized that I if I was able to sit down with somebody and discuss it what um um, a professional, which a lot of these children are, like, they're not just going straight in and getting the drugs. They have to sit down and speak to professionals first and be assessed to make sure that they're right, making the right decision. It's just not a matter of going into your GP and starting the drugs. But
1: then you need but to be very worried about who's sitting across from you and what their beliefs or agendas are, or indeed their qualifications to deal with it in the first place.
5: Yeah, and like I mean, that's up to the parents to... You know, look into and make sure that they're putting their child in front of the right person who has the right values okay. and ideas for their child. And if I was given that opportunity when I was younger, then I would have been able to establish that I was, in fact, a lesbian and I wasn't wanting to become a, a male. So like, if I was given that opportunity at a younger age, then I would have had a better understanding. And when did and that penny said, drop
1: for you? When did you realise that
5: Oh, I realised that when I was about 9 or 10. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And was that a conversation so, that you had with people at 9 or 10?
5: Um, It was a conversation I had with friends. And we were able to discuss it. And I was able to realise that I was different from them. Mm. And then I was just, as it, and it dropped me. And I made the realisation that Joe oh, was different. Yeah. And then I discovered the word gay and I... Re- called myself gay for a lot of my life yeah. Um and then it was just as I got older then I discovered the word lesbian and yeah. then I identified as lesbian yeah. but um like if I was given the opportunities when I was younger to speak to people and about what I was identifying as then I would have been able to identify as lesbian and I would have understood that I wasn't mistaken myself for a boy but I was I should be able to identify
1: myself as a lesbian. And so, on that basis, um, for parents listening now, um, should uh-huh. would you be encouraging them to have, um, you know, uh, an open mind and be sympathetic and understanding and have a listening ear to an eight or a nine-year-old boy or girl who feels that they are not straight? Yes, like, I
5: mean. If, they, if they're coming to you and they have any questions or if they're not sure of um, any feelings that they have, definitely listen with an open ear. Look for any um, signs and all that they have. Uh, and so if they have any sudden interest or if they're questioning even the Pride Parade uh, annually, like if they have any questions around that, that that's an opening opportunity for you to start that conversation Yeah and, and that's interesting you mentioned
1: everything. pride because I see some texts this morning saying that pride parades and issues around pride and the, and the vocalism of pride and the amount of media attention and um, you know the amount of embracing the whole pride network and the whole pride mm-hmm. philosophy has become very powerful for a, a small section of society people this morning in text are saying that it's unbalanced the amount of coverage mm-hmm. or the amount of attention um, well, do you do you have like, an opinion I, on that? Do you think that it it may be unbalanced, but it's long overdue, or or what?
5: Well, for it to be unbalanced, is unfair because it's not just for the LGBTQI plus community; it's also for our allies who are straight allies. So, if you include everybody who's LGBTQI plus and their straight allies, then it's not unbalanced. It's it's everyone within the community. So, it would be gay, straight, so it's gay it's
1: all it's all it's all celebrating everyone. equality, not yeah, just exactly. that section of society. Good stuff. Okay. That's it.
5: Yeah.
1: Okay. Thanks, Elisa. Thank you so much. Lovely chatting with you. I'm out of time for Thank today. You. Final bit of business before I go. We have family passes to give away yet again for the final amount of different tourist attractions right across our beautiful county. And this morning we have the final passes to give away three family passes for Cork Harbour Boat Hires self drive boat tour. Uh, something you might be nice to do at the weekend with the kids. Friday's looking good. I don't know about the weekend, but we'll certainly find a nice day to do it. You get your own boat, easy to drive boats. You'll navigate Cork Harbour for groups of all ages and sizes. And uh, you'll get a bit of training. They're self-drive boats for one hour. Get a bit of training before you head off from the water. I've done it. It's great fun. You can get further details at CorkHarborBoatHire.com. So three family passes now. Callers 9, 10 and 11 uh, on 0818104106 Have a good day. I'll see you tomorrow. For
0: more Red FM podcasts, go to redfm.ie
12: forward slash podcasts.